0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's now.
1: It's just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. You on the podcast like it's 1999.
2: Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about movies from 1999 from our purchase here in 2018. I'm one
3: of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. I'm Phil Nisko.
2: And today we have a special guest on the podcast. We have screenwriter, television writer, old friend of mine, Teddy Bressman. He wrote on this past season of Future Man. You can look him up on IMDb. It's true.
1: Short
2: (laughs) list. Short list. Yes, (laughs) Teddy's a real Hollywood screenwriter. That's true. He sold several scripts, and nothing has gotten made.
3: Um, So he's he's, yeah, he's like most screenwriters. Yeah, he's he's a a real deal. Selling the shit. Yeah, awesome.
2: Um, it feels that way.
3: Nice to see you, Teddy. <laughs> Thank you.
2: And like any true comedy writer, he uh, he had the choice of any movie from 1999. He picked the funniest movie because yeah, of a Green f- Mile. A
3: fucking riot.
4: <laughs> so. I chose this movie for a strange reason. And upon rewatch, I realized it wouldn't carry a full podcast. But basically, when I was in high school, okay. um, I had a huge crush on this girl who was. Totally out of my league. Okay. And we saw Fight Club together, and we didn't even hold hands. And then we saw Green Mile, and by the (laughs) midway through the third hour, she was so bored that we made physical contact, and then we hooked up
3: because of how (laughs) boring the movie was.
4: That's... (laughs) That's, I mean, that might be the best
3: thing to come out of the Green Mile, frankly.
2: Oh, so somebody doesn't like the Green Mile.
3: Well, okay. Let's just... uh, I'm trying to think of how to articulate this. I think there's a good movie in this movie. It's just three hours and 15 minutes long. It's it's uh, insane. It's, try, uh, try
4: watching it with commercials on AMC. Oh,
3: dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I
4: tell
2: you how long it took me to watch the whole movie?
3: It, you texted me seven hours. Seven hours. hours. <laughs> I,
2: I started uh, this movie. My plan was to, like get up and uh, knock it out like first thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even get it in. Uh, until 11 and I didn't finish until 6.
3: Here's the thing that I had which is and this is such who gives a shit inside baseball. It's not even inside baseball. No one's going to care. It doesn't matter. Cinemax had it on their like it was airing on Cinemax so I did on demand but it expired on February 1st so I had to watch it before it expired mm-hmm. which gave me sort of a ticking clock which made forced me to watch it faster uh, and I was still bored to tears. It still took me Three sittings to get through yeah. it. I, I just. It is shocking to me that Warner Brothers let him have Final Cut to this degree.
2: It is not shocking to
3: me. We can get into why. Well, because he made. Because he made Shawshank Redemption, which I, I'm not And saying, this is
2: Shawshank 2, or it's not really, well, but Jesus. like on
3: paper, it's, it's Shawshank 2. It's Shawshank's redheaded stepchild. Right. For
2: sure. Ultimately, it's a shitty movie. But on paper, it's Shawshank 2. It's the same director and it's the same. It's the same writer, the same, yeah. same writer of the novels, the Stephen yeah. King sure. series of novels. That's a big difference between this and, and Shawshank. Shawshank was about an 80-page novella, and this is right. a series of novels. But the thing about this movie... Yeah, but it's basically a novel.
3: He just broke it up into novellas, if so we're being I, real. I would say this How movie, many novellas? Seven? Was, yeah, eight? Something like that. He did it as, like, installments.
2: This would never be oh, a movie wow. today. This would be a limited series, and it would be so much more...
3: Uh, you, really? Yeah. You think that if I sat through 7 10 15 hours of this thing to pay off Oh, I'm
4: not saying it's good. You could do like a lost style breakdown of the different people on Death Row that could be kind of That cool. could be interesting. Should, I
2: mean there, it, it yes. would have been yes. different. You yes. could
4: do more Christian symbolism which I didn't realize. I don't so think you could occurring. do more I don't think
2: you could do more Christian symbolism in <laughs> this movie. I think really? That, <laughs> I don't know. But that's yeah. what it would you be today. Been this would more. have definitely been a limited series today. Because I don't make three hours and ten minute movies that aren't Lord of the Rings anymore. I mean, like...
3: That's true. That's you
2: true. Just, they just, I, don't, I, I agree. I don't know how this existed, and I don't know how it made $300 million. But it made $300 Tom
3: million. Dollars, Hanks. Full stop.
2: Oh, I'd say Tom Hanks. And also Shawshank too.
3: I think by I that just, moment... Here's what you're not taking into consideration, which is that, that Shawshank in its moment... Was not the Shawshank we know this now. This is
2: five years. Th- five years after that, I still don't. I, I still oh, don't buy. Definitely,
3: it. definitely. How I did st- Shawshank do? Terribly. It made no money. It got a bunch of Oscar nominations. <laughs> it is beloved now.
2: It was beloved by then.
3: I, I don't agree with you.
2: I don't agree with you. I'm going to have to look this up and figure out.
3: I'm not saying that he didn't get final cut because of Shawshank, or that Shawshank wasn't a movie that people obviously quite liked in the moment. I'm saying that right now we're looking backwards. Through, through the eyes, you know, through rose-colored glasses of how much we love Shawshank now. I, think, I just don't think that that's I accurate. I think you're
2: wrong, and I, I'll tell oh, you why. Okay. In 1995, yeah. Shawshank was the most rented movie. It was w- almost as soon as it that got on VHS. Yeah. I,
4: I heard that Zay Wantaneo was also the number one destination. Vacation destination. <laughs> it was, it, no, but
2: by 1995, people were on to Shawshank. And I'm, by the and by the late 90s, oh, it okay. was already IMDb's number, I think, two Film of all time after The Godfather, like people, people anticipated this particular Tom Hanks movie. Okay, okay. because it was this, is, this because is not it was
3: there's neither of us are going to win this. So mm. this is a movie I kind of already thing. did, but God, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> my, my point, more than anything, is Frank Darabont comes off of Shawshank Redemption and decides, you know what I'm going to do? Another Stephen King adaptation oh, that's in a Depression era prison. If it's with a bright, black it's... and a white lead. <laughs> like, w- I, it's just, it's insane. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add some v- kind of shitty supernatural stuff to it that I've seen before. The f- the first uh, introduction of
4: supernatural, like, element, the first introduction of a supernatural element in this movie <laughs> it's, it's was insane. one of the greatest things I've ever seen, though. What, him grabbing Tom
3: Hanks' crotch? Yes, that's an and amazing... And
2: out <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> that was so uh, shocking. The, 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 crop, the crotch grab is is fantastic. Uh, it's why doesn't he kiss him? Because he kisses everybody else that he saves. He kisses the mouse. He kisses Patricia Clarkson. That's true. He should be kissing Tom Hanks. You wimps.
0: Wimps. Right.
3: Yeah. I love that. He, that this is cowardly to you. What? <laughs> that yeah. You he he should be kissing him. That's how he method. He has, okay. he has Before, a method, has a method, just, method okay. through which hold, he takes. Hold
2: pain from people do you
4: think do you think that when tom hanks first read the script he was like my character introduction is
3: having Pissing. a tough time peeing yeah i know and like, boy did they milk that UTI. shit yeah. that's like 45 minutes to an hour of tom hanks not being able to pee, <laughs> yeah. like to able to pee. <laughs> all right hold on let's just let's let's put the brakes for a con- second you wanna i want to do a little bit of context before we get let's into do some this. context green mile opens number two on December 10th, 1999, with $18 million losing out to Toy Story 2, another Tom oh, Hanks Tom movie. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Wow. Just like Leo and Leo. And beating Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Not by much, though, <laughs> which opened to 12, 12 million. No. Wow. I mean, that movie opened. That's a healthy debut for Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Uh, Green Mile went on to gross $136 million domestically, two hundred eighty six worldwide, which is kind of insane considering three hours and 15 minutes, you don't get that many screenings of that in a day. Yeah. Um, and it is a testament to Tom Hanks, who it was bulletproof at that moment. I mean, basically, he could have done anything. And, well, if we're he, being honest, he still kind of can do he anything. He did you know. do
2: anything. He did a three-hour and 15-minute movie. Oh, Jesus. That's a Christ allegory. Uh-huh. That takes place entirely in a prison yeah. where people are, like, set on fire, and he made $300 million. So he, like, this is the what last... Was coming off of? Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private
3: Ryan in '98,
2: and wow. you've got mail. Like, and you've got he was riding. I mean, he was really just. He, right.
3: I mean, it, this might actually be the crest
2: of him. Let's let's do this real fast. Well, okay. He goes a League of Their Own. This is '92. This and that's is yeah. kind of
3: when uh, there's big. Still, like, maybe, maybe my own, favorite Tom Hanks performance is a League of Their Own. It's it's great,
2: about that. and that's kind of when he became a grown-up, right? Yes. So, League of Their Own, yes. Sleepless in Seattle, yes. Apollo 13.
3: No, no, no. Philadelphia uh, is. So I don't know
2: why it's not here. All right. So then there's Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, yeah. uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You've got mail. Then the Green Mile. Then Castaway, then. and then he did Road to Perdition, and things kind of went downhill a little bit. But
3: well, he. I mean, here's the, the thing: thing. What, what you're around. seeing in Green Mile. Not so much Bomb, but certainly Castaway, certainly Road to Perdition, which is, he's kind of trying to push the limits of Tom Hanks a little bit. Like, how, how far can I push this thing? Uh, and then what's after Road to Perdition?
2: Um, at, I, I dropped it for a sec. So after Road to Perdition, Cat, well, Catch Me If You Can is the same year. That's pretty good. That's pretty great. And then Lady Killers, not that's the, best the first thing.
3: that's the first yeah. big big misstep. The which terminal, I We're talking the terminal about, also yeah. a The
2: Terminal is kind of You're actually terminal. talking you're really talking a I, 20 year period because you got it like if you think about the Hanks' entirety, you're talking about
4: Splash, it's crazy. You're talking it's talking about
3: big. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean it's it's and, an amazing
4: And then The comes, Terminal's ripe for a remake because <laughs> Terminals in general have gotten so much <laughs> sweeter. Yeah,
3: I could live in a
2: terminal now. for months. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'd watch that movie if the you movie, guys live in the terminal? Yeah, you're the, the terminal terminal. yeah want to I'd pitch watch it,
2: it. Do you, want to pitch it? <laughs> you, you can make um, a limited series of the terminal
4: <laughs> so here's what's interesting and I, I'm, I
3: don't know if you guys different read this different
4: airports for each
3: season <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea so Tom Hanks accepts the role of Paul Edgecomb as a favor I put that <laughs> I don't know what that means to Frank Darabont after he was forced to turn down the role of Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption oh, wow. in order to play Forrest Gump oh. Um, oh. Tom Hanks would have been a great Andy Dufresne.
2: Yes. It wouldn't have hurt the movie at all.
3: (laughs) I feel like that's your way of still... So you're saying he'd be a good Andy Dufresne?
2: Yeah, I'm saying, look, Shawshank is basically perfect. And I don't mean it's like the perfect movie, but you can't really do better than what they did. I love
3: Shawshank Redemption.
2: So That's a a tough
3: choice.
4: (laughs) How can a father choose between children? You mean Tom, Tim Robbins and Tom Hanks? No, I mean Forrest Gump and Andy Dufresne. Oh, it's not hard for me.
3: Yeah, that's that's an easy choice. What is it? Andy, Dufresne, Andy Dufresne by like a uh, million miles on,
4: on the page. I don't know.
3: There's a lot to play for. I mean, and by the way, uh, Tim Robbins is great as Andy Dufresne, and yep. I, I actually think that Tom Hanks would have maybe been too. Big, yeah, I was just thinking a, that an actor yeah. in that. Like, it's better being somebody who isn't Tom Hanks. So, I'm not, but I do think that Tom Hanks could have been a great,
2: and an in some sense, you're, you're that's watching that's Morgan Tom Freeman's Hanks. movie. Yeah, you're
4: watching it's, Tom Hanks in Green Mile. You're not, you really know are. Character
3: name. I mean, and you're watching, Henry, in my opinion, 15 <laughs> minutes, a pretty so. fucking catatonic Tom Hanks on top of all of that. Like, Tom Hanks is not really yeah. doing much in the Green Mile, Like, he feels that's like he's sleepwalking,
4: he's hoarding all this urine. That's what it is. He's retaining so much water. You're it already.
3: <laughs> um, other people that were offered the role of Paul comb uh, but turned it down. John Travolta who <laughs> apparently was the first choice. Not have a better n- nutcrab. Yeah. It, it, it. <laughs> that was Teddy. Better nutcrab. <laughs> that,
1: was <Teddy. laughs> that
2: wasn't. Um, we should probably mark that one. Just kidding. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else is going to get their nuts grabbed? At us? Uh,
3: Michael Keaton, Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas in this role would have been insane. <laughs>
2: These those three are bad ideas for an already not great movie. I don't want to. I don't. That's crazy. Look, I never think Keaton's a bad idea, but he would have been a bad
3: idea. He would have been a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, Michael Douglas is a laughably bad idea.
2: <laughs> Different movie.
3: Was, was this he, is Michael Douglas coming off of a perfect murder, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Well, but Michael Douglas also would have been an interesting nut grabbing subject for sure. For sure, he, he plays well, nut it's grab happened well. so many
3: times. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. He, No one plays not by better. men though, primarily by women.
2: No, I mean, definitely got him grabbed in Basic Instinct and Disclosure. And,
3: yeah, and yeah. definitely Fatal inst- uh, Fatal Attraction. Fatal oh instinct. yeah, uh, so I guess here's. This feels like Frank Darabont's blank check movie, right? I mean, this is his. This is when he's like, "I'm all in. I've got all the clout. Quite frankly, he's probably ever going to have."
2: It's one of the most quintessential blank check
3: movies, and he, I think has ever. And been. this is the movie he decides to make.
2: I feel bad for him
3: because of the big fucking well, I mistake. I don't feel bad for him. Well, I but, do. I, I, mean, feel, I feel. he's doing fine
2: because only, only. I feel like it was a perfect storm that allowed this movie to be. It should have been two hours, or not made.
4: The one thing to say <laughs> about this movie is I was furious that there was like a notebook-like flashback element. It was yeah. like no, notebook,
3: but it's essential. It is essential to the end. That's, I don't hate this movie. Can I say something oh, about, okay. what, about what you're referring to, which I think is amazing? Which is that somebody online, there's a Reddit thread that was devoted to determining how long Paul Edgecombe was going to live for. Because of I was
2: I was wondering that, too.
3: So the movie leaves off with the 108-year-old Paul infected by unnatural life as a result of John Coffey's power, deemed as his punishment for destroying uh, a saintly miracle. Yeah. How hilarious would it have been if at
4: the end of the credits they popped back in and showed him like 40 years later? In the
3: future? Yeah. Well, well, this is what they say. Uh, so w- wondering aloud how long he was left on Earth. I wonder, in 2013, wait, wait. this one Reddit thread... Openly discussed to determine the answer to Paul's question. Do they it, have an answer on? that? They do. All right. Well, I want to guess. You're never going to guess, but sure. <clears throat> well, you're. I mean, I would also say right, that the, the range the, that they give here is laughably right, large. So it, so it doesn't really. Matter. It, he was.
2: It was in 1935. It happened, and I think he was 45 years old. So he was born in 1890. This movie. Are present you like, really like good
3: Kenny's Goodwill Hunting right it's now? <laughs> So he, all right, I, but actually, no actually, actually,
2: actually, I'm, like, I'm such an idiot because I'm like, all right, so, so, so he would have been 108 when this movie was made. They told you that. Okay. So
3: they're calculating a sum based on the estimated lifespan of, of Mr. Jingles. What? Do you think? Oh. They're they're basing oh. it on how long the fucking mouse is alive. Oh, my God. Go Be, ahead. <laughs> That's so, all right. Answers varied from 200 to 10 quadrillion years. That's, that's pretty laughable. Now he here's ages what I mean. rapidly, though. That's what I was saying. He that's, looks like
2: an old man. He looks like yeah. a 75, 80 year eighty-year-old man.
3: My guess is it's like closer 55. to two hundred than ten quadrillion. I think, he, but I, I also I, want to see the I think movie. He's got forty years tops. I totally disagree with you. Do you
2: think he's dead right now, or you think he's? You know, I think he's. I think absolutely he's think he's still you think, alive. You think he's exactly where he is like I so, think it's some future new man. lady.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to see Paul Edgecombe in like the year twenty forty.
2: You know, that's the thing about we this. We can make that happen. <laughs> it got picked up. You know, so many, so many reboot, if we shows, build it, the reboot shows are just like, oh you know, so-and-so's daughter is now the new. What this should be is <laughs> Paul Edgecombe is still around and doing stuff. Yeah, We could just do a Paul Edgecombe yeah, show. That's what I'm saying. Iconic character Paul Edgecombe. Everyone knows. I don't
3: know who. I don't think <laughs> anyone knows who Paul no, Edgecombe is. You don't think
2: so? <laughs>
4: Was there another reason other than just showing the mouse that he would go to that weird cabin? Like, nope. what else was in that cabin? No, nope. well, the mouse here's a small. Why wouldn't? But you this just is also what's weird too. Is that also... this is
3: where it deviates from the book? Why? Wait, wait, why does
2: the mouse have to live in a cabin?
3: Exactly, he's just a mouse. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's like me living <laughs> a in
4: a
3: cabin. This, is, white this is the question yeah. you're asking. <laughs> it's a good question. No, but I mean, like, of all the questions that this movie brings to mind, this, this is, is the one
2: well, we happen to be talking about the mouse. So that's why I'm asking the question, Mr. Jingles. But let's talk about the movie and not the end. Okay, let's, let's hold.
3: Let's hold up a second. Let's let's rewind. What else do we got? Uh, okay. Um, I mean, here's the, the the big kind of macro thing that we need to discuss. Not yet. Okay. What do you mean not yet?
2: Talk about general
4: plot of the
3: Yes. I feel like let's. I feel like we need to talk. If you about want it. to talk about it now, we can't. But like, it's a big thing. The reason I want to talk about it now is because Stephen King responded to that criticism, cool. and I think that. So Stephen King responded to the criticism when he saw the film as a racial allegory for saying the only reason he made John Coffey a black man was that, given the time and place and setting uh, of the crime for which Coffey was convicted, it was the only way to leave no doubt that he would have been sentenced to death.
2: Let's just quickly explain to our listeners what yes. the magical Negro trope is. Yes, please do. What essentially it is, it's this movie is a really good example of it. The Legend of Bagger Vance is like the other really good example. Yeah, Spike of Lee
3: it. was the one who spoke of this. It. Yes, yeah, coined he coined, this, coined sure. it,
2: and it apparently goes back to the, uh, the Cindy Pollock, um, Tony, someone moved Tony something movie. Okay, um, the Defiant Ones. Yes, and yes, yes. The yes, sorry, idea sorry. essentially is that the magical Negro exists. Not so much as a character, but as a plot device to help the white character... To solve a
3: problem, this, otherwise further the problem. happiness of a white person. Exactly.
2: Now, yes. I don't necessarily know if that's what is happening in this movie, but what I think is happening in this movie is...
4: because mean... It's it, happening in places, but ultimately
2: it's the opposite. The problem with this movie, yeah. actually, it's is that kind it's of too incompetent for a magical negro. <laughs> The the sure. Tom Hanks character. I think I read that in one of the reviews. Too so incompetent even, even for a. <laughs> Tom Hanks character doesn't learn to grow. No, right? Doesn't change. Doesn't change at all. He's a good guy. He remains a good
4: guy. He becomes happier after he's able to have sex with his wife. Oh God, we'll talk about he that. does. We'll, so we'll talk about
2: it, that. Runner. So does Bonnie. So does Bonnie Hunt. So Bonnie Hunt. Um, I think uh. so. There's, so there's that. So I. It, it, it's not. I know my, what you're saying. It's not my favorite character use of that, but it also is a weird. Decision and Stephen King's explanation doesn't explain it at all. I mean, change, well, here's the- change the setting. It, like
3: what? I agree what, what, with you. I agree that, that it sets a-
2: every movie in I, Maine. I he sets everything he does in Maine. He does one thing in Louisiana.
3: By the way, the book takes place in Georgia. I don't know why the movie takes place in Louisiana. No one online has any real reason for that. But that's neither here nor there. Tax credits. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, I, I mean, I agree with you that it it is not. I understand why Spike Lee would would hit this movie with that stick, though. I mean, in terms of the fact that John Coffey is a supernatural, magical entity who serves truly to save the lives of white people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patricia Clarkson's character is saved by him. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks's character gets to basically live forever now because of this, which mm-hmm. is also weird, too. I know that it's interpreted as a punishment, but it's also like, You get to live for a really long time. I'm not really sure that's a punishment. It definitely reads as a
4: punishment. I mean, I I think his what he's like the gift that he receives is the ability
3: to pee peacefully. (laughs) It's not a joke. It's not a joke. (laughs) I mean, it's funny, (laughs) but it is the movie. It happens. I mean, listen. I think that what I think is interesting, and I think one of the reasons that Darabont was drawn to this movie has more to do with the sort of his Frank Capra esque. you know what I mean, in terms of this, him wanting to make movies that are, he's like this weird sort of bipolar mixture of like George Romero and Frank Capra, Mm -hmm. which is sort of, and and this movie is the most push and pull of that, of his filmography, where you're seeing a movie that wants to be about sort of the good that we are capable of, but then mixed into it is this horror show of of characters that are doing terrible things to one another um sam rockwell's character is a, a, just a, a monster he's disgusting
2: he's, like, he's, he's really he's disgusting. A disgusting character
3: um so he's it's just, weird just but here's disgusting. what i find interesting though is that i obviously was talking to some people about the fact that i was doing this episode on this podcast and people like this movie like they're and then when you talk to them about it and they're like oh yeah yeah that that is kind of weird, and oh, this movie's three hours and why? That's how like, I feel having seen it yesterday.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, so would you say you 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 liked it yesterday, and you like it less right now? No, oh, you liked
4: it. I like it with a strange dislike occurring simultaneously yesterday as I was watching it, and right now, but I don't dislike it. So I think, like,
2: uh, one of the things I I kept thinking That's watching the movie kind of is man. how. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to it. that <laughs> it's gonna have to say it. <laughs> going it's, it. it.
2: it's, no, no, it. it like, it's a warts and all podcast yeah. we, don't, we don't cut uh, shit uh, dude. We, just, like, we, it's we never everything
3: yeah. um, we never have I, except for
2: yeah but we never I, we, we never yeah. we never so have We no it's except. never happened Consider
3: cutting um, i was well, just to interesting is that people do have fond feelings of this movie because of the Shawshank Redemption, it's I'm also, convinced that this movie is is better because of association.
2: It is, I think, in people's head. It's also expertly made, like everything. Like it's beautifully shot.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, it's beautiful. The, it's the cinematography is gorgeous. The framing of every shot is gorgeous. I think, like for a movie that takes place yeah. on death row, they manage to also they make it look very cinematic, but also look like death row.
3: Right? It's actually like, a pretty claustrophobic movie.
2: We, I know, it's crazy, yeah. but it looks great.
3: It's, it's not as claustrophobic as it
4: should be, that's given true. that it's a three-hour movie that takes place in a hallway. <laughs> 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 and I think that that is a tribute to uh, <laughs> I think that's what Kenny is saying, and he's right about it. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. There's also a timelessness to it that where it exists in like an era of America that like you can't really pin your
3: finger on like when that was obviously it, it does have a timeless quality to it again which sort of taps into the frank capra of it all which yeah. is this sort of like idyllic world that is also fighting with the horrible people that are being sentenced to death for things that they've done I, it, it's,
2: I, it's, who, aren't it's that, who aren't that horrible by the way but well we're
3: talking about dela, been... dela dela, dela croix we'll definitely talk about I'm him i'm also very curious to know like
4: at what point in American history, like jail, went from being like a place where you could like talk to your yeah. <laughs> your captor? Like it was quaint. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, that definitely exists in a quaint jail. Yeah, well, no, like,
2: absolutely. Like five out of the six prison guards are the most wonderful men
3: you could ever hope to meet, and then one of them is a cartoon character of, of <laughs> he's malicious a, qualities. He's awful!
2: That's an awful yeah. character, and the, it, it really brings the movie down i don't want to but can i i, can I, I, I just yeah. i don't want to i don't want to move past the, the magical negro no, thing yet yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Please, because
2: please. i i kind of want to just kind of distill why i think this decision was made and i think you know this feel free to not the
3: decision to be
2: made the Stephen in king the, book. the Stephen yeah. king decision okay. and then the decision and then then the feeling that everybody felt when they yeah. said when we, we when we make this movie and we yeah. use john coffee in it we're gonna keep him you know, we're going to keep him African American and
3: gigantic and gigantic. And towering, you know and, that and, kind of yeah. thing. We have
2: to find a, like an actor who's never really done anything like this yeah. before. It's got. Um, no, I know what you're saying. It's <clears throat> look, I don't want to like come down too hard. Everyone's a product of their time, and things are different in like the '90s. But like, it's incredibly racist to me. Yeah. This the use of this character, and the the reason they use it is to play upon. White liberal people's feelings, yeah. their liberal guilt about yeah. what has happened in this country, I agree. and good people like you and me and everybody watching this movie are—they're going to side with yeah. the Tom Hankses and everyone who treats yeah. this guy like like a human being and feel better about ourselves that we've done that. Makes John Coffey not really a character. He's not a character, no matter what. No. But it, 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 he's to me, he's reduced to his race in this movie. But he's a plot
3: device, but isn't yeah. he like meant to be Jesus? I don't even know. Th- this, that's the weird thing, too. As I watched the movie, so, I was thinking to myself, what is this movie saying about religion, and what is yeah. it saying about capital punishment? Because I'm not really sure totally. on either side. Because it feels like for for a period of it, it's like, yeah, these people deserve to die for what they've done, and we should be the one to flip the switch. And then it's like, no, 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 capital punishment is terrible. And then it becomes this religious allegory of... of Guilt for removing a, a miracle from the world. It's all just very muddled. Teddy, you read about. Yeah. You read a bit about the Jesus stuff? Has I didn't pick a- this up at all.
4: But <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Essentially, like. <laughs>
4: Tom Hanks is meant to, and I'm Jewish, so I don't yeah, even no, know. Yeah, no. I mean, this, this is a three
3: Jews talking about Christianity right now, so <laughs> but, I mean.
2: I feel like most people <laughs> yeah. who talk about Jesus illusions are Jews, but go ahead. Basically. <laughs> like, Christians are like, that's not Jesus. Tom, <laughs>
4: Tom Hanks is meant to be Judas. He's the one that, that uh, allows okay. Jesus to be murdered, which is why he's punished with eternal life. Damnation. Yeah. Which he doesn't. He doesn't seem that disappointed about it at the end. Judas Maybe was betrayed. Judas was
3: yeah. I, Judas because like Tom Hayes is grappling with this before he, but he does, does it ultimately. It's it's softened
4: by Jesus's like um, by John Coffey telling
3: him, "Yeah, you it's do okay.
4: It. I live with demons, but that might just be Jesus
3: at play." Well, Tom Hanks is the nicest Judas that's ever been, first yes, and foremost. The world's nicest Judas. That was think the that's, working title. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's how his agent pitches him, right? Nice Judas.
2: <laughs> I got a script for you.
3: <laughs> well, this is going to be a Coming This on podcast on, is, Liberal yeah. Hollywood. Nice. <laughs> I love <it>. Nice Judas. <laughs> nice, Jews, nice, Jews. Yeah. nice Judas. Nice Judas. Um,
2: the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I'll tell you honestly, guys. I'm not sweating this at all. Well,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm not sweating, sweating, at all. I'm not sweating yeah. this at all. Bring
2: it on! Yeah, let's talk more about.
3: it. Okay, so but to your original to to this theory that you read about, which I also didn't necessarily really pick up on. I mean, I picked up certainly on that there was an element of self sacrifice that was going on, and that Tom Hanks was definitely grappling with something.
2: Well, there's also the but, John Coffee Jesus Christ. Like it's just it's. He's JC. definitely supposed
3: to be Jesus. Yeah, oh, the, so thing, I guess I didn't the thing see that's that curious—it's not even yeah. that. Like,
2: but the the reason you didn't see it is because it's really not there. there.
3: Yeah, you
2: know, like it's—it's it's like it's clear to me they they want it to be there, but they weren't really comfortable. Look, I don't understand I retelling did- the Jesus story anyway over and over again like it, we do in pop yeah. culture. But the one—the one
4: thing I don't understand, like, and I think this this violates Jesus, the Jesus. Uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> just a betting. metaphor, and uh, fully is like the one scene in the movie where he empowers a character to kill another character. <clears throat> like, I don't think Jesus would do that shit.
3: I mean, not the Jesus I know. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that and that seems that that's, doesn't seem like that seems kind of antithetical to his. 100%.
4: Yeah. Do you,
2: do you know where I know that's a
4: violation About Jesus
3: coat.
2: You know what I where I learned about Jesus? <laughs> oh god. From New Testament categories on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. the list. Yeah, yeah. I've I
4: learned like a the, lot about the Bible from it, Jeopardy. Was there ever a question where the answer was
3: he Jesus kill another person? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they never. They, well, that even, mean, that, that to me is why there. this movie he fails. Would
3: turn a blind eye to someone else killing a person, like let alone Jesus himself. I mean, that's basically just doing it with his own hands.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. That was crazy. He, he, uh, he didn't turn a blind he eye. He deputizes someone that's to right. kill yeah. that's right.
3: the person that yeah. is guilty of the crime that he's being. That's a whole other thing. For. I mean, we'll get to that in, as we get to sort of more of the plot. But <laughs> I, I do think that all of this discussion up until this point, the 23 minutes or such that we've been talking about this, Begs the question, why did Frank Darabont want to make this goddamn movie? Like, I don't know what it is about this movie that drew him to it. I don't know if, again, it was just like, I got Stephen King, I got Tom Hanks, I people love Shawshank, I'll just give them uh, another go around. I don't know why it was like, it's religious? I don't know the answer then.
2: I don't know why it was Frank Darabont who wanted to do it. I know why anybody else oh,
3: would, have, would want have wanted to do it. it. Yeah, but
2: yeah. why Frank Darabont wanted, yeah. would have wanted to go and make an inferior movie from inferior source material. Yeah. Uh, with an inferior magical Negro,
3: I don't know. Well, I'm Morgan kidding. Freeman's not magical in, in No, Shaw he's Schindler. not. He's not. He,
2: he, he. No, he's not. Shawshank's perfect. I would never call anything wrong. I would never say anything is wrong I mean, wrong with that okay.
3: movie. I love Shawshank.
2: When we do podcasts like it's nineteen ninety four, we'll get into Shawshank a little more.
3: <laughs> when but we're fifty, do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, let's hold on. There, I mean, there's a couple, yeah, there's he, a couple. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk a little bit about, and it's it's interesting too because. In reading online, uh, Darabont didn't deviate from the source material very much at all, like in very minuscule ways, which I think is also interesting, which is also why it's so... Explains the length. I was just going to say, it's so goddamn long. Uh, And again, I wonder if the... um, uh, The words escaping me, but the idea of it being split into several different novellas Mm -hmm. I think might have made people also very precious about the individual... Chapters, uh, chapters, if you will. There
2: felt like there were chapters in this...
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So that also feels like that might have hindered the adaptation a little bit or, or maybe not hindered, but forced him in, you know, into a little bit of a box. Um,
2: the Green Mile was also like
3: beloved. Well, it was a, belo- a book. Yeah, it was well, a yeah. the beloved the series.
4: Broken down based on anything in particular,
3: like inmates or... It was, it was basically Stephen King's version of a, of a TV show. Oh, you wow. just gave it to you in episodes. The, the moment because where I felt Dickens like, did it and like all these other people did it.
4: The moment I felt that was most uh, like episodic yeah. was the wrap up of whatever yeah. the fuck that guy's name was. The, the, um, the, the, the villain of the movie. Percy. Yeah. The wrap up of Percy when he's in that like yeah. Um, yeah. insane asylum.
3: Yeah. It was well, that, such I mean, a
4: strange
3: part of the movie. Percy's whole punishment or whatever you want to call it is sweaty. Like you're yes. just like you're doing all kinds of gymnastics to get here in order for this guy to be punished in a way that the audience is demanding for all intents and purposes, which is weird. Uh, so the book is Paul writing letters to his friend Elaine.
2: Are you looking at the Wikipedia right now?
3: No. Oh, all right. I mean, I, I have. No, go ahead. Um, that's one of the big deviations from it, which is kind of weird. Whatever. Um, although it is a little bit more. Active by him actually saying it to her and actually walking her through these things. It w- anyway, uh, Delacroix's death was far more graphic in the book. His eyes literally melted out of their sockets. Like it was really graphic, and it, I mean, which is not a surprise. It was pretty. Fun I graphic. almost couldn't imagine it being more graphic. It was pretty. I mean, he's his like face like explodes. His Face is and on fire, fire on blue fire. That shit was yeah. cool. That was uh, that's that, when the movie, by the way, is in its pocket. That that whole portion of like his death and all of that. I was like, see, this is what I mean. Like, there's a good movie in there. If they just cut it down by forty minutes, so
2: what's what's interesting about the um, the book? It's yes. seven, It's six books. Yes. Um, we could run down the movie. Yeah. by going book by book because the, the titles of these books are The Two Dead Girls. You guys know exactly what that is. Yes. The Mouse on the Mile. You know exactly what that is. Mr. Jingles. Coffee's Hands. That's the dick grabbing we talked about. The Bad Death of Edward Delacroix. We just mentioned that. The Bad, de- yeah, to bad that's Death. Bad Death.
3: That's such a Stephen King title know, right there. I know. It's like... It's so like I know it's, it's so like uh, it's, okay it, anyway. it, yeah
2: I feel like he's just like tiptoeing Coffee's in. hands is a bullshit title <laughs> Coffee, <laughs> Coffee's
3: hands yeah, The
4: magical
2: that. junk grab The magical trick mean. grab. Yeah, that
4: would be my neck
2: well I mean if if you like those you'll love Night Journey That's my <laughs> favorite <laughs> band from the 80s Is <laughs> that, that when, uh,
3: that's when yeah. they go to save uh, I'm pretty sure guessing it's I'm the Night Journey yeah <laughs> God, fuck you that is, <laughs> moving on
2: and the last one is coffee on the mile and it's the last one and you know what happens so, um, it the, should that, have been yeah. some piping hot coffee <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well played that was good um, here's what I also think is interesting this movie actually would have weirdly been better with chapters like actual going to black and actually giving us yeah, chapters yeah
4: couldn't agree more
3: I, I, it just feels as though it there's no been fucking organizing principle to this movie whatsoever. It's just this languid, weird, like you're like watching molasses. You know what was like, like what that? Percy's
4: wrap up would have been completely acceptable
3: <laughs> yeah. if it ended, if the next thing was a title, next chapter.
2: You know what did that? I, it's a weird comp, but it works really well in that movie. Babe did
3: that. Yes. Yes. And it would have it, it punctures it. it. It 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 gives it ways of like yeah, punctuates you,
2: you and it. Yeah, you do. You feel like you're reading a yeah. reading a book with yeah. chapters and agree. you're totally
4: right. My yeah. pitch for the rewrite of this movie <laughs> would be to cut Sam Rockwell's character from the entire film. I think he doesn't add anything except ex, like expose the fact that John Coffey's innocent, which you understand which you totally
3: Well he's anywhere. again, not to keep harping on this, but he is a serious plot device. He is merely there to sort of flick at these characters and to sort of make to push them along. I mean, we talked about how this entire movie takes place in a hallway and it does. I'll and say that's one, a limiting thing about thing. Sam
2: Rockwell, which I also I also hated his character and think we could do without it. He is the only bad man on the on death row because Graham Greene doesn't say a word. Seems he like seems a like decent a, man. Seems like a
3: pretty so good Delacroix
2: anymore. is the most adorable murderer who's ever lived.
3: Yeah. And what did Delacroix do? We don't know. They didn't say. He's
2: very sorry though.
3: He wishes. He and by the way, done. they didn't say what happened to to Green either.
2: They didn't say what happened to Green. And then there's John Coffey, who's you know the best, obviously. And Sam Rockwell's the only bad guy. So it,
3: yeah. And it they seem, serve. by the way kind of unprepared for a bad person, too. Yeah. <laughs> They're all kind of like, what the fuck are we supposed <laughs> to do with this guy? Yo, this guy's beyond bad, though.
2: <laughs> what he does to David Morse is... But, I can't believe that was in a Best Picture nominated movie.
3: When he sits the chocolate.
2: His own... Oh. I think, I think thought, it was chocolate? Wait, How did he get chocolate? He gave him... It was him, not shit.
3: He gave him a brownie. Yeah. <laughs> that would you have been thought fucking it was, awesome. You thought it
2: was shit? I thought he had shit in his own mouth. And spit in it. He spit a brownie. The fuck cares? You thought that was a scene, and you didn't like. You the thought movies? he shit
1: in his own mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think he. I didn't think he. he I, I didn't think he like. like human human centipeded himself. But I thought he. I thought he had shit in his own mouth and spit in his face. Yeah, I did.
3: Wow, that's a much darker scene.
2: Well, it was nasty, and I'm like, well, you know,
3: it was nasty. I David Force, by the way, uh, is allergic to chocolate. So, so they did you shit. It, no. <laughs> Rockwell, but he, no, no. No, no, no. no. Uh, David gave him Moore, so the guy stuff. who gets it in his face, and I guess he was really pissed off about it or something like Why that. Why
2: does he? Well, that, in real life, that makes sense. In the world of the movie, like, I,
3: I wish it was shit. I thought it was shit. I thought it was shit. I wish it was shit. It would have yeah. made it more interesting. Yeah. And by the way, like, he's a terrible character anyway, so it doesn't even matter. I, I, the Sam Rockwell thing is just... Could you just,
2: imagine if it was shit? Could you imagine living in my head for the last 24 hours think it was shit?
4: All right, go ahead. <laughs> Preparations Because I
2: watched I watched Shape of Water last night, thinking like, oh well, you know, a Best Picture nominee had shit spitting in it. Big deal about
4: fish, fish fucking. fucking. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. the way, have you seen Paddington? Not yet. I've seen
2: Paddington two. I
4: seen. Pa- I man Paddington two. Yeah, yeah I have seen it. I hear it's great. It's there was a, a scene good. in which that actress. Yes jumps into water and saves an
3: animal. There's a lot of parallels from what I've heard between uh, Shape of Water and Paddington It's crazy. It's essentially less masturbation from what I've heard, though.
2: Not that much masturbation. The climax of 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 both movies. Fish of Water, Shape of Water. She just masturbates a lot in that movie. Does she? she does. I don't know.
3: It's also like two minutes into the movie. Yeah, it's the first thing she does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
2: That movie's uh, going to win Best Picture? We'll find gonna, out later because oh, by the way, later yeah. this episode, <laughs> the three of us are going to give our Oscar predictions. Our Oscar predictions. This is dropping on M- the, This is the last Wednesday, <laughs> be, last Wednesday before the Oscars. Yeah, so this is kind so of the, our Oscar That's why we episode. did this because Gre- Green Mile was ridiculously nominated for Best Picture over yeah. such incredible movies like being John Malkovich and, and Magnolia, Magnolia and Eyes Wide
3: Shut, Toy Story Election. 2 and I mean, yeah, God anyway. we can
2: go on and on and on yeah.
3: and, and chill we will, factor. we for the next five years.
4: Um, but the true tragedy is that it didn't win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
4: in, some sense, in some sense, in
2: some senses, it's kind of amazing to me it didn't win because this is the kind of movie that has won in the past. Hundred
3: percent. So yeah, and it, w- it would just yeah. be a
2: boring. Was it nominated winner? for
3: best actor for he this? Wasn't.
2: movie? Yeah, He wasn't nominated at all. This a lot. is
3: what I mean. And it's interesting, too, like Tom Hanks not getting nominated for The Post this year also sort of surprised me. I mean, The Post in general not getting more love surprised me. And we'll talk about that as we get deeper into our Oscar picks. But uh, he's got
2: almost a rich man's Jim Carrey thing going on where, like, he gives these performances that you expect to be nominated and they don't. That's,
3: a, that's an absurd um, yeah. parallel to draw between those two. People. Why? Because Tom Hanks is, is one of the most beloved American yeah, actors. He's amazing. Jim Carrey, not so much.
4: He's less. Not, I don't even know what a rich
2: man Jim Carrey is. My point about that,
4: I don't, Robin
3: Williams. No, 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 no,
2: no. Oh no! Yeah, it's not in a, terms no. of his. It's not in terms of his acting ability. It's just in terms of him vis-a-vis the Oscars. Carrey's given, but I am saying that I think two. Robin Williams
3: is closer to Jim Carrey than Tom Hanks is to Jim Carrey. I get obviously. that. My
2: point is, he's Jim Carrey's given at least two, maybe three. Performances: Truman, Eternal Sunshine, and maybe Man, man on the, man. the Moon, which absolutely should have been nominated, and wouldn't and number twenty like three. number twenty three, number twenty three, right? yes, man. Um, <laughs> and and Tom Hanks has given a few performances that you'd expect to be nominated, like this one, sure. Bridge of Spies. He wasn't nominated for. I don't remember really just the pose this, the post
3: this year the post for sure. Uh, Some people t- think Sully. Apollo
2: thirteen. He wasn't nominated for. That w- is surprising. Was me. he nominated for uh, Captain Phillips? Yes. He's not.
3: That's wait. Great. I think yes. he might not yes. have it. That's yeah, an amazing was. movie. Yeah, and he's great in it. Yeah, he is. I mean, to get back to the Green Mile, uh, just briefly, you know, for a little bit, uh, the movie went two months over schedule, which seems so appropriate. <laughs> how long did it chew for? Eight years. No, I, I mean, I don't know. It just, I, I it went two months over budget, that's and apparently, so Daremont, long. like, you know. Um, I also think it's interesting that Tom Hanks was supposed to play the older version of himself.
2: That would have been better.
3: uh, But the makeup, they felt, gave it away. Although I don't think anyone is deluding themselves into thinking it's not Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks Hanks has
2: only been nominated five times. Oh, and he has yeah and he has been nominated since Castaway in 2001 No I
3: know I thought the post was a shoe in
2: But he had he was so nominated didn't get for, for yeah. Sully. Yeah. he wasn't nominated for Captain That's Phillips he wasn't nominated for Bridge of Spice he yeah. wasn't nominated for Catch Me if You Can yeah. He wasn't he, it's like He's not playing that much
3: in any of those movies except well, Captain, Captain Phillips, Phillips for sure He deserved yeah. it. he deserved it for that I don't get the Sully love people love Sully I like Sully. that movie it's but fine. it's not I just feel movie. like it's a drinking game for every time they say birds <laughs> yeah. uh, it also
2: ends on this really funny Aaron Eckhart joke. Yeah, it's just it, like, <laughs> that's <just>
3: like, <laughs> um, so let's, uh, I guess let's just, let's get into this. Should we get into this story? Can- the plot? Yeah, but in, but you go can by, do it fast.
2: Go by the chapters because no. we don't really need to go that deep into like beat like by beat. The,
4: by uh, the irony is that for a three hour and 15 minute movie, you could probably fully give the synopsis I, in I 12 agree.
3: seconds. Well, with the first 45 minutes, Tom Hanks has a urinary tract infection. Can't fuck his wife. Can't fuck his wife. Dick doesn't work. It's cool mm. when he goes
4: out onto the... He's like crawling on the grass and he's peeing wildly like that. Oh, by
3: the way, he... <laughs> That was fucking crazy. That was insane. He goes, so he goes, is there like an outhouse? Is that why he's outside? I don't know why he's going outside. But at one point, he's in so much, he stumbles out into, the, into his front wall <laughs> and just starts <laughs> peeing and then passes out. Like, it's it's just, he's pissing razor blades That's for... <laughs> is it As to not wake up his wife? I don't. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's very possible. A ten it's, out of ten. Crazy. It's very possible. He doesn't have a toilet. This is 1930s but to, is Louisiana. He had, no, he has a but here is the other he thing too. A beautiful toilet. The urinary tract infection
3: really. also screams, In Stephen screams, like it, it screams Stephen King to what me. Like it screams Stephen King. What does? Oh, yeah. oh urinary, urinary tract infection. infection like to me, it's like I. I've not read a lot of Stephen King, so I am certainly not an official to be able to speak. In general, I, know, I can speak generally about him, but like he's he's oddly biological, scatological, and a little scatological. Yeah. Uh, he's got a obsession with sort of like that region of bodily functions and what have you. So to me, I'm sure, yeah, urinary tract infection. You ever
2: seen Dreamcatcher or Red Dreamcatcher? I've seen it. So remember how the,
3: the aliens shit monsters? Are aliens are yeah. shit monsters. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they, they shit these they, aliens. Yeah, they go up your ass. Oh, oh really?
4: Dreamcatcher. But Dreamcatcher was
3: made, and scary. by that I mean written. During a serious sort of painkiller addiction, yeah. So he was like hallucinating all sorts of shit, yeah, literally. But but, but um, it
2: speaks to your point. These, this, most of the grossest, weirdest, that kind of stuff, scatological stuff I've seen yeah. is Steve, Steve Stephen King's King stuff.
3: oriented. Yeah. So it's not a, necessarily a surprise. But what's surprising is that Terrapon stuck with it. Like you could have given this guy almost anything else, and it's more it surprising to me that Tom
4: Hanks read that I as know. his character introduction and was like. Coming cool. to keep going. It doesn't bother Set me.
3: me,
2: me. For, for, that because, is his character. Because the first, because Problem. because it's worth it when he gets his urinary tract infection fixed and he pees. It's a pretty good laugh. Like it actually is a pretty good laugh in the moment.
3: Like when wait, you're telling me that when the forty water... something minutes of build up is worth a one joke? No, no I'm just the saying.
4: sex jokes were. I think <laughs> well, they
3: were they were They, really, they yeah. were a lot. I
4: mean, they introduced a new tone. Are we to talk. I, I don't well, hold want I to. Don't, I don't so,
3: you want to? No, li- li- we'll talk about that in a second. All, all right, right. I don't know why that, that's what you're worried about talking about. No, it's just like
2: I just don't want to. I, I
3: thought the Bonnie Hunt casting was really weird. But that's... Well, we can talk about that in a I second. I thought
2: that was really weird, and
3: it was very, well, very strange I don't... That's... I didn't think... It, okay. She's not given much to do, first and foremost. She's just
2: a randy housewife, and it's just...
3: Well, hold on. She's not that's a That's not even housewife. true at all. Yeah. She's a, she's, she's a pretty dull housewife that doesn't really do anything. Okay. And then when his dick starts working and he wants to, like, have sex with her, and then she's like, we haven't done it like that since high school or something like that, and that's kind of it. She doesn't do anything in this movie.
2: No, she just gets fucked.
3: <laughs> she just gets railed by Tom Hanks. Just gets railed, uh, which is weird. But also, sort of like I was more—I found the casting weird because you casted Bonnie Hunt, and then Bonnie Hunt doesn't get to like be funny or right. charming in any real. Like she doesn't get to be Bonnie Hunt. Oh, no, she's just she's just a, a, a woman. Was that's that's her that's my her
4: to Jerry Maguire? Like, did she do something? Uh,
3: might have been. I think she had.
4: A
2: it little moment because Jerry Maguire was ninety six and this is ninety nine, so I think she had a little moment off Jerry. Gu- Jerry Maguire.
3: Um, did she get it, to make return to me? She like wrote and directed that David Duchovny Mini Driver thing. She like I don't know when that was though. But...
2: She's done so much stuff. She has. She did. Uh, so she did Jerry Maguire. She did, kissing a fool. I have no comment on that movie. Um, and then Coward. then the, <laughs> written in... um. <laughs> Was it written? I think written and directed by the great Doug Allen, and uh, go then deeper. she was.
3: <laughs> you said go deeper. <laughs> I, I love I, this. I have. I have.
4: <sighs> am we want talk about kissing a fool. I feel like I'm doing a horrible job, guys. No, no, you're doing no, a great job. You're doing, job. Good, you're doing good, a
2: great you're doing job. Great job. Then yeah. she did uh, a movie called Random Hearts. I th- isn't that the Harrison Ford? Yeah. Also like, not a comedy. It was ninety nine. It was it we're, so we're going to watch We're going to do that. One. It's a Harrison Ford like
3: Harrison Ford Christmas love Scott triangle Thomas. movie
2: with a what's it
3: called co- Random hearts. Random hearts. It's like a
2: dead congressman or something. Is that a ninety nine? Return to me was after. Return to me was two thousand. That's right. what we're working with here. Bonnie Hunt uh, almost sh- always funny, almost never drab. But uh but she does drab want,
3: and unfunny in this. She movie. does want to do it. I, I think you're putting a lot of weight on one scene. No, no. Like, this is what she said. Okay, oh, you can't down. sleep,
2: and she says, "I think I have something to help you sleep. You can have all you want." All right, they haven't had sex on. for months. It's it's actually she kind does, she of does, realistic. She does, and no, kind of sweet. She yeah. is aware why he can't have sex. Yeah, so she, it's she kind she of, finally it's can have kind of, sex, and she's excited. Oh no, that's the that, that that's the first time she says that when he can't have sex still. Then when he can, he just goes home and fucks her four times in the night, like they did when they were nineteen. But we can keep going. All yeah,
4: right, so that, that, here's, point, here's it's it's been what's been weird about it: since they've
3: had sex, it's it's True. again not to be whatever, but it's so cuttable. All of this is so cut, cuttable. Like Tom Hanks pleases his wife for the first time in a while, and whatever. I, I, I guess it sort of serves a purpose, but it's also like. I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I, they're they're fine. Tom just, Hanks I, it's needed such a diversion Tom, from the just story. Just for
2: the just for the sake of the movie, Tom Hanks did need some problem that John Coffey can solve. It didn't have to be this problem, but mm-hmm. he did need a problem just to prove, yeah. to, just to prove to himself that this is the guy I am gonna. It's ride such for. a
4: strange, like character story, though. It's like it is the only color you get into his life is that he ha- can't urinate
3: and have sex, yeah. and that's all we know about him for a pretty large amount of time. Maybe the whole movie. The end.
2: I know but, that he's going to live for a hundred quadrillion years. But aside from that,
3: ten quadrillion. Come on, don't be ridiculous. Numbers right.
2: No, it's true. Power of ten. <laughs>
3: uh, but can I just say that <laughs> I keep coming back to what you said, which is it's a three over three hour movie that takes place in a hallway, right? With so much air in it. That I'm just like I don't understand the ru- it's so bloated that it does the movie such a disservice because you're you do realize at a certain point and for me it was like around two forty where I was like there's another no, two forty a.m. no two hours and forty minutes where I was like there's so much more of this movie left and I don't care about these people I've been around them for too long it takes so long for the scenes to play out and you're just you're you're wishing for Fucking pacing, like it's just it's it's just I don't know. It's you're, so indulgent.
2: You're wishing for
4: pacing. What what minute mark is the junk grab? Is that forty five minutes? It's about forty five. Like yeah. It feels yeah. like that would be pushed up today. Oh my God. to thirty five, maybe fifteen yeah. minutes yeah. into
3: it. Like I think that I just I think that there's so there's the bookends of the movie, the 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 Saving Private Ryan bookends. Wait, for this, I was
2: going to say it's like. That are so that's the worst part of Saving Private Ryan.
3: Although uh, I've I've taken to it more over the years now. You know why? Even the misdirect. That's why I like it. Oh, I don't like it. But it's I was the misdirect say, actually makes it work for me now. In the past, I didn't like. It. it. was like,
2: ugh. I kind of felt manipulated in
3: a Spielberg movie. Well, but yes, that's
2: But it's different. You know, it's different. It's a bait and switch, so it's kind of bullshitty.
3: It's not right? bullshitty. I, I I I I I bought it for the. For the misdirect, what's interesting is you're supposed is, to think it's Tom Hanks.
2: So I'm saying, what's interesting is a year later you yeah. just pull the same thing, but you're but this isn't a misdirect. I know, but yeah. your your antenna's up a little yes, bit yes, about yes, yes, yes. what this means yes. with old Tom yes, Hanks, yes, and there yes. is ultimately a twist. But it's weird they use the same that the same plot device with the same character in two big Hollywood releases in with decades the the years. Again. It's but. so
4: confusing that they didn't use Tom Hanks with make with makeup to make him look older it,
3: I, I wonder whether or not the makeup so confusing. the makeup might have looked I mean. like shit too like it, I, you have to remember old people makeup first of all that's also i mean it's it's not great now at least there's a lot of cg involved in it too so it it, it can sort of make a lot more deep. i just think about, think about that movie mr holland's opus
2: god that movie's great
4: there's some good old person
2: makeup. There is in good, that and
3: movie. you know what actually is really good old person makeup is the hours, which Beautiful is not a great mind. movie. I think
2: that's a l- like a year or two later. That's two years later. Yeah. It's 2001. Beautiful mind.
3: That two years two later. Two years later as well. It's 2001. Yeah, they, they had the, the technology. They could have done it. They, the te- they could have built it. They, they could have built it. They just didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's I, there's a, the other thing too is this movie's actually got a really deep bench of great actors in it. It does. Every actor
2: who, can, who could play a white southerner in 1935 is in this movie.
3: Basically. But, like, James Cromwell's great in this movie. Uh, but again, like, he's not doing much. It's a little weird. It's like he's... <laughs> all of these people have been hired because of their credits, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually giving them anything particularly interesting to do. It's like, oh, we'll get James Cromwell, and he'll be James Cromwell, and he'll say these lines, and it'll be fine. And you're like, but... You haven't really given him much to do. He's a plot device. Well, everybody's a plot device. He's a, he's a plot device. He's a plot device to get to his sick wife yeah. so
2: he can cure some of cancer. There, the, that, the, My biggest problem with this movie, yeah. upon reflection, was there's no characterization and there are very limited character arcs. The only one who has yeah. a real arc actually of all fucking people is Perf- Percy, which is terrible.
3: Well, his arc is uh, pretty Binary, but yes, yeah. it's an arc. He goes, art. he goes from A to B. He learns but, something. But, well, and then, he yeah, doesn't he learn anything though.
2: Well, we learn something about him, right? And he he suffers the repercussions for yes. his yes. for what he's done. Yes. So at least there, at least we, we take he's, him from somewhere to somewhere else. He
4: displays like a lack of contrition when he's in that straitjacket. Like he is,
3: he's angry at that moment. Well, what's weird but, is that when he does have like the, I can't even like this is how stupid this movie is when he spits the bugs in his mouth and he has that moment where he turns evil or whatever, and he has evil inside him or something like that, even though he seemed pretty evil before that. Yeah. And then the bugs come out of him. It seems like there's a moment of reckoning there for him, where you get the impression that he's potentially learned something or changed in some way. But then I guess the the revelation is that he hasn't, and he's just, now he's just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and we're just like, whatever. The Coda dude, is that scene yes. is him in, in the Insane, insane asylum. asylum. But... I don't know what we. Yeah, I, I don't know what purpose spitting the bugs into his mouth served, other than to use him as a chess piece to kill Sam Rockwell. That is the biggest mistake
4: of the whole movie, because again, it completely violates Coffee's like code of ethics too.
3: Unless maybe it, he didn't think that was going to happen,
2: or unla- he, d- unless he had he, to. Yeah. No, he, he did think it was
3: going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, but unless you want to say.
3: We're jumping all over the place. Yeah. I apologize which, to people we, that are listening to yeah, this. If they well, I haven't seen I, the Green Mile. And,
2: I hope they're not coming here to get the synopsis of this movie. Like, just don't watch give the it. Synopsis just, just
3: don't watch it. And, oh, you know, very good point. Let me read the synopsis very quickly, even though we. Read the synopsis. Are, uh, 47 minutes yeah,
2: minutes yeah, read the synopsis.
3: Uh, Paul Edgecombe. <laughs> read the synopsis. <laughs> uh, Paul Edgecombe, played by Tom Hanks, <laughs> walked the mile for a variety of cons. Convicts. Convicts, not con, Anyway. Uh, he had never encountered someone like John Coffey, a. I did not write the synopsis. I just want to be very clear. This is off of Google. Uh, a massive black man convicted of brutally killing a pair of young girls. Coffee has the size and strength to kill anyone but not the demeanor. Beyond his simple, naive nature and a deathly fear of the dark, Coffee seems to possess a prodigious supernatural gift. Paul began to question whether Coffee was truly guilty of murdering the two girls. Now, that's a weird synopsis, but it's sort of kind of the synopsis. Basically, Tom Hanks is a prison guard and he's running this prison and this supernatural being comes into this prison and changes their lives forever. And for in a myriad of ways, uh, one of which is that he has a gift to be able to, what would you say? Pull out badness. badness. It seems more like it's death, but it's also kind of, I don't know, evil, Pain. pain, pain, evil, suffering. Uh, and he is, and
4: in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today that's basically the gist of the movie how does tom hanks respond grab by my junk by executing him Yeah, and judas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice
3: judas <laughs> Uh, way to so go, Charlie. way to go, Judas. So we have a great cast that are all kind of misused. At the top of the food chain, in my opinion, is is Tom Hanks, who gives a a boring performance, a Hanksian
2: performance. No,
3: this well, is this is a pretty subdued. I don't think he, I don't Tom think he nailed it in.
2: I just think like there's not much there. You know,
3: well that might be true. That. It might be on the page. You're mm. right. You're right. They don't give him much to do. Truthfully, no, they no. really don't give him much. to The one
4: but, thing that was strange to me about Hanks's performance was in the moment that he cried. Yeah. The tear was going it, it was kind of falling almost as if it was put uh, on just his getting face? blown back? No, it's kind of like fell out of his ear. It was a very <laughs> weird trajectory,
2: the That's tear. Such a
3: specific <laughs> note. I love it.
2: That's, so he's the world's greatest actor, but he's got one problem. He cries out of out his ears. ears.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds like a pitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh Harry Dean Stanton's in this briefly. Weirdly. Kind of mis kind of underused, doesn't really get to do anything. Uh Michael Jeter's great, as we've said, as Delacroix. He's—I loved him in The Fisher King. He's mm-hmm. so good in The Fisher King, um, and he's great in this movie. He is. The lack of backstory on why these guys are in prison is also a pre-fatal flaw. It's astounding. <laughs> it's astounding. Well, I can't name they- a
4: single crime other than the crime that Sam Rockwell wasn't convicted for.
2: Because they want us, right? They want us to right. feel badly. When Percy kills, I mean, like, like, contributes to this gruesome death of Delacroix. Delacro- Let's call him Del. Delacroix.
3: They call him Del. So we'll- Del.
2: So when when he, when, all right, I'm going to run through this chapter by chapter. It's really easy. All the right. first chapter in the book is called Two Dead Girls. Basically, what happens is we learn that John Coffey is found sitting near a log in a field with two dead girls on his lap (laughs) and he's crying and he's like kind of petting them and they're bloody and he's screaming and crying and 50 white people with With guns you know like some of whom are police who absolutely would have shot him in real life are nice enough to not shoot this guy who has two dead girls on his lap and take him to the Green Mile and that's basically what happens there? We also learned that Tom Hanks runs the Green Mile, and then he has a bunch of guys working for him. He has David Morse, who's like six two. So the idea is like John Coffey is so much bigger than this giant yeah. of a man. You have Barry Pepper, who's like kind of the young
3: guy. I forgot he was. He's goodness.
2: He's smart. great. Barry Pepper's great. You got yeah. Doug Hutchinson, who's the Percy we,
3: we've talked about a lot. Never seen him in anything else. Neither,
2: I, I looked him up. Like yeah, didn't he's really a do familiar anything. face. He's got though. a face. He looks. He's got Who a face. Who's the guy from The Rock? Um, the guy with the. Which guy from The Rock? With the white hair. The eyebrows? Um, the white hair.
4: Oh,
3: yeah. There's one other guy. Is he in The Rock? I believe so. I think he's... He works with
2: Darrowbound a lot. He was in, Green... he was in a Shawshank. Shawshank.
3: Yeah, he's in... he was on an episode of Chicago Fire. He was on an I episode saw. of Chicago <laughs> Fire.
2: Uh, his name is um, Jeffrey DeMunn. He's, sure. He's, uh, you, you remember his face. And that's basically the crew. It's basically those five guys who are the, the guys in the Green Mile.
3: Um, it's, it's weird too how, um, cause as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, where could the cuts be? Where could we pull this together? And you'll get back to the thing in a yeah. second. Sorry. But the, one of the bigger ones is Gary Sinise. Could have been lifted from the movie entirely and would have would have lost nothing. I,
2: I'm sure it was contractually obligated that Gary Sinise had to be in this movie.
3: Like he just right, he, coming he, off he, of Apollo 13. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not
2: even kidding. Like when Gary Sinise wasn't in this movie for the first two <laughs> hours, I'm like, how was Gary Sinise not in this
4: movie? And then when he showed oh. up,
3: you're like, there he is. Of
4: course. Of course. Uh, People I, are racist in the South. Uh, it was basically like a reminder at that point of the it movie. It was
3: that, and it was. I think it was again, that was a really weird only, moment. The only purpose he served in it, in my opinion, was. To facilitate some backstory on the crime that Paul Coffey had committed, but that easily could have been done in any number of other ways that didn't take 15 minutes and a horrible racist analogy, yeah. and a and bad makeup on that kid. And it's like, what is the weirdest this?
2: part is is you you're they go off yeah. on Paul on Tom Hanks, yeah. contemplating his yeah. race, his Gary Sinise's racist logic, yeah. as if we're supposed to be with Paul in that moment. You know, we're supposed to, oh, he does make, so so so. the the analogy Gary Sinise yeah. makes, who was the uh, attorney who defended John Coffey is, we had a dog for a pet. It was a great dog. Yeah, The dog bit my, my son in his eye and he lost his eye. I never should have kept that dog, right? Yeah. That's, that's what he's trying to say about John, right. John yeah. Coffey, right? That's he's it. trying to say, that's like, like to he may say. seem like the nicest guy, but he's still so black. So
3: deep yeah. in the movie, too. It's really deep. It's like an hour and a half into the
4: movie. One of the craziest parts of this movie is that they... Show the same flashback several times with no added insight as it goes Uh on. It's the same flashback, and you don't gain anything. With William Sadler, also had to be in this movie fourth time.
3: And 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 even when they do the reveal of Sam Rockwell with the kids, when we actually realize that he's the one that killed the kids, it's done in a very sort of like oddly like vague kind of way. Like you're not even really sure that he's the way it's shot geographically is weird. I didn't really. Oh,
2: but it's so weird. He's like in the house with them, and he's like, "You shut up."
3: It actually song. makes no sense. It That's occurs weird. at
2: night. Yeah, the whole thing's weird. But and it also drives me nuts yeah. that this exact same device that they used to exonerate Andy and Shawshank, yeah. new prisoner comes who happens to like have vital information about who actually killed yep. the crime. So, so, our, so our protagonist, yeah. or you know, in this case, like the, our subject, um, is not. Yeah, it's totally necessary. That's not what this movie is about. So, just the next chapter of the of the book is the mouse on the mile. That's the most adorable part of this movie. Yeah,
3: Mr. There's Jingles, cute weeks.
2: little mouse. The yeah. name of Mr. Jingles. Love that
3: part. There's like um, there were like forty different Mr. Jingles or something like that. They had lots of them.
2: Did you ever see the episode of Community? That
3: community that whimsical sorry. section yeah. that was
2: with beautiful. the with the the pencil. Yeah, where Joel is basically not Joel I forgot what his name is in community it's,
3: are you talking about the the, the bottle episode
2: I, I think it is the bottle episode where he basically has a pencil in his hand and he's like here th- this is the pencil it's, it's it's about human sympathy and how humans can yes. sympathize with yes. anything yes. so he's like here this is my this is my friend this is my friend it's a pencil his name is yeah. Frank and then he breaks his neck yeah. right yeah. and everyone's like oh but it's just breaking a pencil yeah that's what they're doing with Mr. Jangles, right? So Mr. Jangles exists to be killed in some way. So we feel for yeah. Mr. Jangles when he jingles jangles. Jingles. Mr. Jingles when Mr. Jingles gets killed. So basically like it also um, yeah. he also exists to like humanize Dell. So Dell is this like someone Humanize
3: everybody. Humanize everybody. Mr. Jangles right. is the glue that keeps everyone together.
2: Everybody on death row, guards <laughs> and yeah. prisoners love Mr. Jangles except for the bad people. Percy yeah. hates him, yeah. Sam Rockwell hates him.
3: I mean uh, don't even get me started on Mouseville.
2: Yo that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> that, so so Dell is another inmate on the on the mile.
3: It's so ridiculous that Dell believes that Mouseville exists.
2: Well Dell is Dell's is <laughs> it's like- Dell is very clearly if we're talking about this in real world terms like Mentally you can fucking execute a child brain like that guy and that's so Dell exists for the same reason Mr. Jangles exists because you want because they needed a character and John Coffey and John Coffey. They, also, they infantilize all these people. They
3: infantilize everybody. Yeah. Everybody.
2: Even uh, Sam Rockwell. He's spitting shit. In, I, mean, a even, dog, okay. I mean,
3: even Percy is a child. Yeah. For all intents and They're all children. Sam Rockwell's a child. They're all, they are all literally, and even the fact that you said that you thought it was shit in his mouth, like. That makes sense. Like, it's not a stretch. You're like, yeah, he probably plays with his shit. They're all children. Like, they're just
4: like, it's just so weird. It does make much more sense that God. it was shit. Like, it was shit. It just let's they, assume it was shit. It was a brownie,
3: but okay.
2: God, he literally well, gave a him a brownie. brownie. I guess I missed the it brownie. They chose the part. most shit like
3: food I, to I, play I, that scene. Who, got,
2: who gave him the brownie? I totally missed that. It was the
3: part. It, he, literally David Morse gives him the brownie and then he spits it back in his face. Oh, I wouldn't even have got mad
2: about that. I would have felt like a moron. You know, it's like he kept me as a pet? Why'd you? You know, you knew I was a snake. Why'd you give me I as mean,
3: a pet? Here's what I find the most interesting—not the most. One of the most interesting things about this movie is if you put it side by side with Shawshank. Right? Those characters in Shawshank are so unbelievably well drawn. Yeah, they are. Every single one of them. You're like, this is a three dimensional character grappling with being an inmate in a prison and what that means, and hope, and and blah blah blah, all of that. There are so few defining features or characteristics about any of the characters in this movie. They are all so flat.
2: I know why this happened. Okay, tell me. Because Shawshank was a, I think it was it was. Huh, all right, so I see it right it's here. It was a hundred and eighty-one page book. He had to flesh it out, is what you're saying. Yes, and in the in Green Mile. He had to take of essentially six or seven hundred pages and of bring story it in. and bring it in. So he's still trying to tell the story. And it was a, the expense of the characters where in Shawshank, it's a very simple story that he fleshed out. And in doing that, he created an entire world and created these characters. But, and don't, I think,
3: but, to, but to Teddy's point, there's not that much story in this. Like, when everything is said and done, he's sacrificing character. To, and I don't disagree with what you're yeah, saying. No, I agree. But it's like, there's just not that much there. It also has
4: such a unbelievably compelling dramatic engine. Yes. Which is that, like... Totally. As as one person gets executed, you're getting closer and closer to the yes. execution date of the yes. person you don't want to be killed. Yeah. And it could not be less
3: suspenseful. It also makes me think about... I'm sure you read Roger Ebert's review. I don't know if you read it. But, I just read the Jesus stuff. Right, yeah. yeah <laughs> you're, you're pretty justice, <laughs> Jesus-centric. Um, and I think that, that uh, Roger Ebert, in his review... I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but he said that he liked the running time because it made him feel the passage of time. It made, it made me, yeah, me too. feel the passage of time in terms of the fact that it sucked my life from me three and a half hours or almost that. But what's interesting is that Shawshank does a better job of conveying the passage of time. Because it really does convey really 20 years. You really feel those guys living in that prison. Yeah. You, see their, you see their lives. And they change. This movie is a good half hour, 40 minutes longer than Shawshank Redemption. And I feel barely any... It could have taken place in a fucking week as far as I'm concerned. I think the
4: only like, quantification of time is regarding him peeing and having sex. <laughs> that's the way he likes the it. Only
3: mention of time. I mean, so, truthfully, the only passage uh, i take it back. Patricia Clarkson's uh, brain cancer gets worse, gets worse yeah. and you do sense that. So, how long do you think this
2: movie took place over? Uh, what period? Eight three, three months. months. Oh. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. About three months. Oh, not eight. Three to eight months. <laughs> three to eight months. <laughs>
3: six three months. Eight. We'll just split it. Three
2: six to months.
4: Eight. Twenty to ten <laughs> to yeah. trillion. Could eight um, months, by the way, be a less um, like a? It's pretty swishing pretty,
1: pretty pretty
3: <laughs> three, day, oh, three months like. um, so let 's talk about I think the 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 corridor of this movie that works, which is dell 's execution the the I would say probably the half an hour to forty minutes in there where you felt real stakes because you had fallen in love with this guy um, and <laughs> the, the fact that they create a fake audition. <laughs> For Mr. Jingles, so that he's not there when they do the test of his execution. Like, talk about infantilizing. (laughs) I I mean, it's it's crazy. If
2: he was the only character like this, it would have worked a lot better. It it works really well for me. Like, Mouseville actually, like, works. The audition, the fake audition works. It, it, it makes you love these prison guards. I think they're, like, even though their job is to kill people, they're really, like,
3: no, I, decent, I agree. decent I agree. people.
2: And Dell is, like, so adorable. Like, it, it's, it's really kind of cruel that, that they, that they do this to the audience. That, you know, you it's basically turn cool. this guy into a child and set his face on fire.
3: But, <laughs> but, but I want to say that, that's the most interesting thing that happens it is. in the movie, it is, by far. Like without a question, and, and I agree with you. They're fucking with us so hard; it's gross that they're basically making us fall in love with this man and his mouse friend, mm-hmm. and then setting him on fire. But it works because That's, it's a gut punch. That execution
4: scene is also absurdly long. I actually, so I like I love that scene. It's like three minutes
2: when Tom Hanks takes Percy's face yeah. and makes you watch. You did yeah. this, and then David Moore says, "You clean it off. It's your mess." Yeah. Like that all felt. Considering how heightened and ridiculous the scenario was, it felt very real. It felt like the way they would have to handle that. Like you it's can't the
3: like- first time the movie comes to life as yeah. well, because it's it's pretty turned up to that point. Right? Yes, ironically, it, it's it's like for instance, you. You start to fall for Dell. You get Mr. Jengles. That stuff's all working. He does the audition for... It's not to audition for Mouseville. It's an audition for the governor or something like that. Who? It's, it's even weirder. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> It's like, it's like yeah. the president wants to see Mr. Jengles. It's weird. But anyway. You
2: want, you want to quickly explain what Mouseville
3: is? Oh, we'll talk about Mouseville in a second. All right. So you have that. Uh, and to explain to our audience, this is all so that <laughs> Dell isn't on the Green Mile. <laughs> So that they can do a rehearsal of his execution. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, as an inmate, he's seen the rehearsals. So he knows That's they go true. down.
2: We were there because when, go when Grand Green got killed. Yeah.
3: Harry Dean Stanton is doing his, 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 his stand stand-in. In.
2: I guess, I don't
3: know. So, okay, anyway, he goes to audition Mr. Jengles. They come back, they have a Morrison him. And, and everyone is asking him, how did the audition go? You know, like... Did Mr. Jingles kill it? Like it was just—it's it's the weirdest thing.
2: So, the, oh, John Coffey totally buys into this too. He's like, he's go—he's going
3: he's to going, Mouseville.
4: Go, even as you explain it, it doesn't it's really absurd. make sense.
3: So he's not going to Mouseville. It's not Mouseville. Mouseville comes in right before he's about to. It's the night of his before his execution, oh. and he says to him but what's gonna and I'm not gonna even try to do his his Cajun accent yeah, yeah you're, <laughs> right, like, you're right you're right you're right what's gonna happen to to Mr. Jingles and he's like oh don't worry there's this place called Mouse called fucking Mouseville yeah. where the mice live and everything's great and he's gonna to do all his tricks and it's crazy there's a
2: tent in the middle it's called Mouse there, City it's a whole thing
3: <laughs> And Mouseville, it's great and it's wonderful. And don't worry, it's in Florida. Also, and I've already. I've, and don't worry, he's already. He's got. He already got in. Like, it's a whole. It's got like a whole backstory. That
2: happened. We applied the three, sir, three mouse communities. He got his first choice. He got his first choice. <laughs> so, so he, he got
3: waitlisted at Mouse Hamlet. <laughs> so then. When he's about to be executed, Percy's like, there ain't no fucking mouse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he Just also that seems... Like- just what a fucking motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> like what a shitty thing! Uh, like it's just to give Percy another shitty thing to do to him. He's also wait, wait, but so by much by more him fire. Yeah, So,
2: so like what you need to do to execute a man in 1935, you need to put a sponge <laughs> on yeah. his head, yes. and you got to wet. Gotta that wet the sponge, sponge, so because because
3: the water's a conductor. The for water the conducts
2: the, the electricity right to the brain, and you die really quickly. Except we already saw the Grand Green that they needed to throw the switch twice because it doesn't always work. But so you
3: said he was a big guy. Even just be, even
2: even in the best scenario, it's yeah. fucking nasty and medieval yeah, yeah, yeah percy doesn't <laughs> percy doesn't wet
3: the does sponge with, just on to purpose. see just to see what'll happen you think he, i think i honestly think it was just like a well i wonder what'll happen if i do this oh what a gross fuck you so think he, he doesn't wet the sponge he puts it up on on, on dell's head they flip the switch and it's it's fireworks the guy is is and and it goes on for a really long time too, because it doesn't kill him quickly.
2: It's legitimately hard to watch. He is a yeah. scarecrow going up
3: in screaming. blue flames. Blue screaming. flames coming out of his eyes uh, and his mouth. He's screaming. It's awful.
2: There are forty people in there watching this. Yeah, yeah. They, they like
3: yeah. they like, can't the take smell. it. Oh, is and they're trying normal? to get out of there too. Like they they all like run at they're the door, throwing the doors. up.
2: They're
4: shitting yeah, themselves. Yeah, it's like stand by
3: me. They're all barfing yeah, they're all in the pews. Barfing. It's just. Gross. Yeah.
4: I'm actually surprised at an ADR, <laughs> Dell going. Oh, mousephile isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Mousephile's <Milesville's>
3: not real, <laughs> like, but it's such a like. What?
4: <sighs> so okay. So then that happens. It's totally so different from the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely, it's just, Super like jarring, a beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like the music is like very lulls you to sleep. What is
2: this fucking movie about? Huh? Like if
4: you really, I know. if you, really you see that
3: scene, it, and you're like, oh, it's it's obviously against the death penalty, and then they kill Jesus at the end which again I'm not sure if that's even supposed to be an allegory or if it's what it's supposed to be anyway Del dies what happens after that Uh, oh wait sorry we do have we do have um, the Patricia Clarkson stuff
2: so that's kind of next. So then there's there's yeah. the next thing is the quote unquote night journey. It's set up throughout the movie. With yeah. James Cromwell, who I guess is like the warden of the prison or something like that.
3: He is the decent, nicest, warden, decent, man. nicest prison warden yeah. that's
2: ever been. Nice, certainly in movies. He okay. has a very sick wife who's a very wonderful person
3: um, by all accounts. She was. They were both on Six Feet Under, which was cool.
2: That's true. So, yeah, by all accounts, because, like, Bonnie Hunt is, like, she's the best. She's the sweetest woman. Everyone's the best. Yeah. Well, they are, because they're really the nicest people who've ever been involved in prisons in Louisiana in 1935.
4: I think the problem with the movie is that it's, like, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like, it's John Coffey healing people magically. Yep. But the stories are the same. It's, like, it's not like he's healing people in... New innovative ways where it's like they needed this person in their lives yeah. to teach them a lesson. It was just they needed him to remove an illness. I
3: just like that you're like get a new trick, coffee. <laughs> well, I mean it,
4: it makes them film so boring. Like I, yes, I don't know if this I, I don't know I if this
2: would be a better film or a worse film, but a more conventional way to do it yeah. would have been. Tom Hanks is the only one who believes in John Coffey. I agree. Instead of having everybody, including more or less James Cromwell who is on his side, so when he goes on the quote unquote night journey, there are yeah. no stakes, you know why because the one guy who actually would do anything is locked him in the fucking yeah. they, so they lock up Percy in the in the padded room and which they, they have,
3: Sam Rockwell
2: and they drug Sam Rockwell till so the two like bad people in the movie, and everyone else is a good person, so there really are no There's stakes no about taking this four hundred six foot nine pound Prisoner yep. in the back of a flatbed truck to the middle of the the town, I
4: guess. Yep.
3: They play those stakes for ten seconds. Well, that's what's yeah. w- it's what Cromwell comes like, that's out that's with what's gun, weird about but it. and then he just is that for a movie that's about away. life and death for all intents and purposes. It has like no stakes. Like at no point you're, are you thinking to yourself, well, I don't know. i is still going to have that urinary tract infection. Like
4: kind of liking the movie, but I don't think I like it at all anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it got you some, so that's something.
2: <laughs> that's how I felt after watching <laughs> it. it my first heartbreak <laughs> oh. when I watched the movie. Nothing else is as
3: boring, right? Right?
2: Right? I think you felt the same way, right? So when I when you watched the movie, yes. you texted me. Yeah. This is not a good movie, but there's a B plus in here, yeah, right?
3: There, which I think there is.
2: And I've kind of felt the same way, and I kind of felt like you know the good in this movie is really good. Yes. And the bad isn't that bad, but when you look at it as a whole, like we're doing now, yeah. This is the this is the the most languid. S- yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Just- well, but I, I mean, I think that if if someone took a hatchet to this movie in the editing room and was just really ruthless about it, I think there is a good movie here because I think that what plot there is would be more concise. It would just the whole thing would just have a pacing and it would just move and it just wouldn't feel the way it feels. And I think there's a B, maybe a B plus movie in there. And to be fair. I think that that's the movie most people saw in '99. You know what I mean? Like when you they talk, they they, saw. the movie they thought they saw. Like you talk to people, and they're just like, "Yeah, I don't know. I like the and it's the Tom Hanks, it's the Shawshank, it's all those things being sort of kissing this movie that I think help it. But if you step back from it for a second, you're just like, it's just it's it's
2: crazy. I think they were also more conditioned to a three hour movie back then. Like a three hour movie just doesn't fly today. I think.
3: I don't know. It's it's funny. This podcast has actually made me sort of. I, I've. It actually takes me back to the ninety-minute movie in a lot of ways. A lot of the movies we've seen thus far are actually tighter movies. Now, some people were given free reign—the Magnolias, the Green Miles, the what-have-yous. But I actually think that this was a time when people were a lot more concise with their movies.
2: I'm not saying that on the whole, movies ran long. Yeah, I'm saying that
3: people let them be that's made.
2: that there were four five six sure. three-hour movies put sure. out by major studios yeah. almost every year back then yeah and a lot of them like you know gladiator for instance yeah. went on to win best picture i think so, i think that was like a that's it, true it was almost like
4: you yeah. put out a three-hour movie take this movie seriously totally
3: i that's definitely oscar so, 80 movies were long
2: and you know what like some yeah. of them like really needed three hours and like braveheart it needed three hours. Titanic needed three hours. Like some yeah. of them. Was Gladiator have, three hours. Gladiator was in that range. Yeah. What do you
4: think? I was having this debate recently with someone. Do you think Braveheart is definitely better than Gladiator?
2: I think Braveheart's definitely better than Gladiator.
4: Uh, Gladiator
3: is two hours and fifty-one minutes. Wow. Uh, I Dude, what do you think? Feel the same about both of them, which is they're both fine. I don't. I don't love either of those films. And I don't mean that in like a snooty way. It's like I, I understand why people like them. I love the scope of them. I love the production yeah. of them. Uh, Braveheart, I mean, when he screams freedom at the end, like goosebumps every time, it works. More so than Gladiator. I, I don't. So. I don't actually think the Is end of Gladiator... Is there a corollary
4: for the, at the end of Gladiator? When, that's, when that sister comes out, she's like, there was a vision of Rome.
3: Yeah, the end of Gladiator leaves me a little cold. It actually doesn't have the same sort of raw, raw kind of quality that weirdly Braveheart has because they, they kick ass and in his name, they are, they're like fucking awesome. Whereas like Gladiator, it's like,
2: I love the addendum in Braveheart. I love the Robert, the Bruce stuff. That's right. right. I love it. I think it's like,
3: I I do like Braveheart. I'm not saying that I don't, I still would have given the Oscar to Apollo 13. That's just me. Or even Sense and Sensibility, which I liked both of those movies more than I like Braveheart take that for what it's worth. There were other
2: but, movies. Uh, that was that was 95 was a pretty good year. Then the nominees weren't that great. What was the other one? Was it Full Monty? Well, the other one nominated no. that year was Ophelia. But <laughs> How do even know that? It was a good movie. I'm pretty good at this show. <laughs> oh,
3: That's why of that you guys. <laughs> <have this podcast? laughs> That's why we're here.
2: And then maybe uh, we should just segue right into it. Well, you, hold
3: you on? on, we got some other stuff we got to cover on this. We're gonna get to the. I answer. just this no, should I don't be want, the longest pod. I
2: don't want to make the same
4: as I had to watch that movie. Yeah. No, but <laughs> we got do need
3: to. We got to wrap up the movie properly. Okay, the Patricia Clarkson thing we need to talk about because it's fucking weird. It's like an exorcism. It is. Which is and i i heard like spitting horrible words out into the it, it's it's like demonic i know that she has a brain tumor and i get that it's affected her personality but it's still like the way she looks she literally looks like the exorcist she, she, anyway but it does um so it's a little bit weird uh him kissing her it's also a little weird
2: but that's how he gets the bugs out it's he sucks them. I love that isn't. he says that
3: like a fact. On the first,
4: in
2: yeah, the first one, like,
4: but it's it's not that's, true. With that's the precedent. I
2: know, but doesn't he suck the bugs out of? Uh,
4: he does. Pull Bojangles. Uh, I thought he Jangles just went like too? he just
2: brought Bojangles
4: close to his mouth. I think he. Sucks you know what? The you're absolutely out. right.
3: He doesn't kiss Tom Hanks, but he gets very close to his mouth and he sucks the. Uh, yeah, you're right. It does come out of the mouth. Yeah. He doesn't make lip to lip contact, which with which is Tom why Hanks. I think
2: they're wimps. But go ahead. And well, <laughs> oh, actually, I know Tom Hanks kisses men because I've seen Philadelphia. He's not afraid. It's clearly Michael still part of michael clark duncan well, go ahead. well you know i'm,
3: I'm kidding i'm kidding come even... on um <laughs> <laughs> i do like the moral rock and a hard place that paul is in at the end of the movie and i think that they do that and i they execute that quite well i think so too um to your earlier point intended.
4: i think that's the reason that people don't categorically hate this movie because you do yeah fully feel the emotion that's
3: i intended I in the you. last 15 and, minutes and i do think that the choice to not show coffee's execution that we're just on tom hanks's face and that we're staying with him and that's the for best the performance ear tear for the ear <laughs> tier. uh uh <laughs> i think that tom hanks gives his best moment in that movie in that best moment in the movie is that which is you're seeing a man who's just like done and knows that he's done a horrible thing and that he shouldn't have done this thing Uh, yeah Um, I also oh I'm sorry Um, I don't really love the scene where the guards let coffee watch Top Hat in the theater Mm -hmm. it feels the movie's like weirdly clawing, clawing in weird ways and that's one of them in this again in infantilizing coffee and giving him experiences i just don't like that S- especially racially i don't like it it feels i wonder I if that
4: was a decision that was like made to link the flashback so there was a very obvious connection that could be visual because that's what sparks him. That's what triggers yeah. the older version. Yes, of I agree Hanks with that.
3: First I agree with that.
2: It's also just a very Hollywoody thing to do to kind of go up your of own course, ass. Of course, he right?
3: also changed when the movie. I can
2: die. I've I've, I've seen, seen a seen movie. movie. Right. I what? mean, shot in, Shaw, in yeah. Shawshank. The movie, you know, it's the, the posters are of Hollywood stars.
3: Well, the movie, the, the, the novellas, Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth and, and the Shawshank Redemption. Redemption.
2: And, you know, that's because they watch a Rita Hayworth movie in the beginning. And the poster. And even just watching Shape of Water, like a big moment of that movie. They live above a movie theater yes. at a big mo- moment when she finds
3: no, the, the I, asset. I, I don't think that a love of cinema is the problem that I have with it. It's more about, like, it's more about the... It, honestly, it's the race thing feels icky that I don't really love. I don't. I don't love a. a I just don't love the sort of what it brings up.
2: It's a little heavy handed. It's heavy handed. It's heaven. also
3: weird that they that he moves the movie, the book. I guess is takes place in 33 or something like that. 32. I 32. Yeah. The movie's 35 because he wanted to include top hat. The movie top hat.
2: Because he wanted to include Heaven, I'm in Heaven. Yes. Because yes. it's heavy handed. Because it's... Yes. No, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: this movie actually weirdly feels closer to the majestic than it does to Shawshank Redemption for me.
2: So it's closer to a bad Darabont movie than a good Darabont
3: movie. Well, yes, and also just closer to a, a idealized, idyllic... I mean, also, we're talking... like we're Is this post-depression? Or are we in the depression? We're in the... De- Post-Depression.
2: De- Depression, well, what, 1929? It's basically the Depression until the war. So. Thanks for
4: kicking back up, then.
2: Things for okay, kicking back so, up. Okay, so... Would, not in Louisiana. Not in t- Louisiana. It wasn't happy. dust bowl. Pretty, pretty. pretty. <laughs> That's not where the dust bowl <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is not an American history podcast.
3: This is not. Folks. Um, okay, so can we just talk about the last line of the movie? Yeah. Do you remember the last line of the movie? No way. It's
2: like I'll always remember. The Green Mile.
3: It's not. <laughs> but, that's, but I do love that that's what you think it is. The last line of the movie is also the last line in the book. It's a shot of Mr. Jingles, uh sleeping in his little cigar box as Tom Hanks or Paul Edgecombe says, Sometimes the Green Mile seems so long. It's just.
2: So is the Green Mile life or something?
3: Well, first of all, this movie feels like fucking eternity. So, yeah. to, to, for to actually say that at the end of it is just insane. Yeah,
4: but it's almost respectful to the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know what? I like
4: it
2: now. Um, can we talk? I know. Can, can I talk about one other thing? Sure. This wasn't Darabont's last Stephen King adaptation.
3: His, no, The Mist is. The Mist is. Have you the, guys? The end seen, of The Mist is is like slit your slit your wrists at the end of that movie.
2: It's my favorite. End of a movie. It was Darabont's end too. He changed the ending for Stephen King's, and Went and Stephen King yeah. uh, preferred the Darabont ending to his own ending. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Do you know that, what happens to The Mist? No, I'm not going to give it away. Please watch, watch The Mist. Watch it's, The Mist. It's a 2007 movie. How long is it? And that was it's, uh, it's four, it's, four it's hours and thirty minutes. I think. Hold but on. it's a 2007 movie, uh, which is a great year for movies, and it has. It's not my favorite movie, but it's such an it's amazingly two hours. brave ending that
3: uh yeah it's really brave it's crazy um okay so let's do our ratings we'll do we'll save the oscars for once we've put a nail in the coffin of the green mile
2: once we flip the switch and flip the switch blew the head off of yeah yeah yeah.
3: okay so on this show uh, leave the sponge dry on the green mile
2: on this show at the end of the end of the episode we rate the movie zero to 99 um I don't know if I told Teddy about this beforehand, so I'm going to give him a second to formulate his rating. Well, but,
3: first of all, we want a rating from when you saw it in ninety-nine, like what you thought of it in ninety-nine. And then 100. what you think what you think of
2: it now. But uh but you're the you, we've had four guests and <laughs> yeah, fourth guest who has yeah. tried to give it a hundred. So uh in nineteen ninety nine, I'll go first. In nineteen ninety nine, yeah. um I remember being Very disappointed by this movie because of all the things I've said, Um, but not disappointed to the point where I hated it. Yeah. 65. Um, Today, I still don't hate it, right? Yeah, hate's a strong word. I still don't even really- There's good stuff in this movie. I I don't even really dislike it. Uh, I somewhat famously gave Double Jeopardy at 49. Famously. I mean, the
3: interweb has been just talking about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is the third highest
2: highest rating topic on on Reddit. The whole internet's talking about this. 49, I give Double Jeopardy. Um, And My logic there was it was about the highest rating I can give without recommending this movie. I'm going to do the opposite here. This is a 51. It's about the lowest rating, but I do think it's a worthwhile movie and a worthwhile watch. So it's 51.
3: I saw this movie opening weekend uh, with a good friend of mine, Dimitri. Uh, at the, uh, I, I remember this vividly because we were both it was a pretty there wasn't a lot of people in that theater we were really bored um, and I left that film being like thoroughly unimpressed I'd say I probably would have given it a 55 is mm-hmm. probably where I'm at back then maybe, maybe, you know what I take it back 60 is probably where I was uh, now I don't have the same rules that you have so for me the 50% is not you know, as you're saying that for you, fifty percent is whether or not to recommend watching this or not
2: no, fifty percent is
3: is the, is the, if
2: you want binary,
3: yes, yes or no, good or bad. That's
2: my binary yeah, okay. mark, but right, like okay. fifty one isn't a good movie,
3: no, it's not. Uh, I think this movie is like it's straddling the line for me. I, i'm I'm gonna go forty eight. It's it's just not going to make it over fifty for me. Um, I think there are worthwhile things in this movie, and if it's on TNT or AMC or whatever, and you catch Mouseville, yeah, I would say I'll watch Mouseville. Watch Mouseville because <laughs> why not? <laughs> but um, or if they flip the switch on Dell, and you're just really into like seeing someone fry in the electric chair, you know. But I, I don't. I can't really recommend this movie.
4: Um. Again, I'm, it's an, it's a weird uh, metric for me because, again, like, it was one of the happiest days of my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
4: I left that theater oh, 10 good. out of 10 happy, 99 out of 99 happy. But the reason is that it was so boring <laughs> <laughs> what you, that yeah. someone who did not like me at all was willing to make out with me due to sheer boredom. So I'll give it a 30 At the time, maybe a forty-five. After yesterday, I think I would have given it a a fifty-eight, and now I'll give it a forty-five. After I'll stay with a thirty. I'll do thirty then and thirty now. That's
2: that's solid. That's I mean it's consistent. Consistent. It's consistent. Yeah. What is it? Nineteen years later, exactly (laughs) the same. All right. So that was that movie, which was nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated for four Oscars altogether.
3: Yeah. um,
2: it won none of them. I mean, Darabout was nominated for Best Screenplay. He was nominated for uh, Best Picture. I don't yeah. remember the other two. It was like sound editing or some shit. Uh, oh, it, one of the big ones was Michael Clark Duncan was nominated, which we didn't talk about, but he was nominated. He was nominated. Against Tom Cruise, Haley Joel Osment, Jude Law, the movie we already did, and uh, Michael Caine. Cain, the, the guy won, who won yeah. Uh,
3: so, what we're going to do now... Right. Yeah. Is we're gonna pick who we think's gonna win the 2017 That's Academy right. Awards
2: because this is a movie podcast and we're gonna do what we want to do.
3: <laughs> so there, uh, I'm just trying to find a bracket that allows me to be able to see all of the nominees in some sort of fashion that makes. Obviously,
2: we plan for this.
3: Uh, I it's mean, pretty accessible uh, if you just really google it all right so hold on yeah go ahead I'll teddy be, I'll catch what
2: up. teddy is the only one who came prepared <laughs> well, Hold on, I've... and well you didn't but it's not a bad thing i didn't either okay Cold. so what are we starting with that's what i was gonna ask what did you come prepared with ted um best movie actor
4: actress supporting actress. did you do the mtv actor, movie awards music director music director no i'm just running <laughs> score music yeah Song. Oh wow, you animated, did all the animated. Okay. screenplay, oh. cinematography. We're not going
2: to. I think we're. I think we <laughs> Let's go. Do... Let's go top eight. Yeah, we're, we're all writers, so let's do the screenplays. We'll do screenplays. and we'll do the four actors. We'll do yes. director
3: and picture. Okay, so let's start. We'll start with screenplay.
2: Start with best original screenplay. I'll run down the nominees. All right, the nominees are. Uh, I hope these are the real nominees. Get, uh, out. get out, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and Venice Tiller for Shape of Water Martin McDonough for Three Billboards and Kamal Kamal Nanjani and Emily Gordon for The Big Sick let to go guys, first you go um, I think Lady Bird is going to win uh,
3: I think Get out's going to win I actually
4: wrote Get Out or Lady Bird <laughs>
3: <No kidding>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you pick one uh, I'm going to go with Lady Bird
3: okay Sure. I mean, I think I, I think Lady Bird. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I think it's Lady Bird or Get Out, but uh, I think Lady Bird has a shot at winning something else.
4: So do I. I think this is the best shot for Lady Bird, and I think Get Out should win.
2: I think Get Out should win. Get Out was my favorite movie this year.
4: Get Out was an amazing it's a great movie. Screen. Yeah, it's a great movie. I
2: feel like we spoke like minutes after. The thing about
4: Get Out is that there's not a, and I mean it serves in. Stark contrast to the movie we just talked about. There's not a single moment wasted, and I think that's a tribute to the screenplay, which is why it should win best screenplay. I agree, but I do think Lady Bird will win best screenplay.
2: I think Lady Bird's going to win. Okay, Um, we can talk. Let's go through this, then we can kind of wrap adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. You have uh, Call
3: Me by Your Name, Call
2: Me by Your Name, Logan, The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Now, Teddy, go ahead. I'll, I'll give some commentary at the end.
4: Call Me by Your Name.
2: Yeah, I think the same thing. So, Call Me By Your Name is the only one that's nominated for best picture of this group. Um it's also written by 92-year-old James Ivory. That's Merchant Ivory, James Ivory. Like <laughs> this is the yeah, yeah. this is where you place your money. This yeah. is the, this is probably the biggest no-brainer to me in the whole thing.
3: The only spoiler could be Sorkin.
2: Ugh. Not for Molly's game. I would. I,
3: honestly, if anything, I, just said, I mean, I, if listen. anything's
2: going to spoil it, I think it's going to be Mudbound personally. But okay. because I think that there's a little bit of a groundswell for that, and they got more nominations than anyone expected.
3: It's true,
2: but still, like left out of Best Picture. Yeah. We're, we're talking. Call me by your name. Uh, win your pool with that
3: supporting one. actress. Got Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Uh, Allison Janney, I, Tonya, Leslie Manville, Fandom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. I am going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Laurie Metcalf's going to win.
2: Ted?
4: <laughs> I think I think Laurie Metcalf's going to win, too.
2: Wow. I'm going to go against who I want to win, which is Laurie Metcalf, and say Allison
3: Janney. I mean, I think that... Here's the thing. I... I agree. Allison Janney has the wind at her back. She's first of all, she's Alison Janney, and everybody loves her. I, I mean, it's between the two of them. The question really becomes whether or not Lady Bird is going to leave empty-handed or not. And oh, this is the other thing you thought was. I think work. it's one of them. One of the one of the better shots it has. Okay,
2: I just kind of look. I thought Laurie Metcalf was the reason that movie was great. I, I also thought, Shisha Rose. I, I I really loved that movie. I really That's thought it true. was. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic movie. But like Laurie Metcalf held that together in a way that not a lot of actresses could. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alison Janney's performance is honestly on the par. The, the role is an on I par. I'm disputing yeah. that.
4: I think her performance is amazing. I think it's like... I really like her. It's name. almost the obvious vote, yeah. which is why maybe she won't win.
3: Well, it's, here's the thing. The reason Allison Janney, if I'm being completely honest... I'm rolling the dice here. If I was a betting man, if I was actually putting money on this, I'd probably bet on Alison Janney. Same. Because I think that Alison Janney's career, I think people love her with good reason, and that's why I think she's a very good chance of winning. I'm just wondering whether or not Laurie Metcalf weirdly kind of maybe has a shot. I agree. Anyway. So this is an interesting
2: one, Best Supporting Actor. I look forward to this being given out because the nominees are Sam Rockwell, William Dafoe, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, and Christopher Plummer. Yes, if Sam Rockwell wins, yes, I think we can kind of see where the night might be going. I think Willem Dafoe is going to win. I think I think the the pendulum has swung back, so that's where I'm going with.
3: I mean, I like that notion because, and first of all, I think Sam Rockwell is great. I love Sam Rockwell as an actor, and he's got a great body of work in this minus piece. one movie, minus but. the Green Mile. Uh, and I and. I mean, I, I just have complicated feelings about Three Billboards just in general. Me too. Um, there's a lot of things that I really loved in it. I left that theater thinking, wow, that was a really good movie. And then it just hasn't sat with me great. Um, so I've had my problems with it. And and Sam Rockwell is one of the few people that makes a completely unearned turn seem palatable. So that's something. Um, I would love to see Willem Dafoe win. But if I again, if I was betting on it, I'd bet on Sam Rockwell.
4: I think the three of us are in a unique position to say that Sam Rockwell was reprising his role
3: in Green Mile. <laughs> 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 he kind of was. I texted uh, Kenny was, that.
2: He was the Sam Rockwell in three billboards. is just the guy who didn't go to jail. <laughs> the same guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, I love yeah. if you could ten, have seen Kenny's Ken, face. Like,
2: same guy. Same quadr- guy. Well, he, he may have been 10 quadrillion years old, too. He's just continuing it's to live true, and just outliving everyone. So, <clears> I, you I guys... Think, Willem Dafoe's going to win, though. You do? I... I hope so. I also. He's great. In it. I also honestly, first of all, looking at this list, like yeah. I haven't seen all the money in the world. Uh, Neither have I. Woody Harrelson and Richard Jenkins. I prefer those performances to the other two, anyway. And I really loved Richard Jenkins. And Wait, you J. didn't and like Roger.
3: Willem Dafoe in Florida?
2: No, I thought he was great. But I thought he was great. But really, the Richard Jenkins. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like it's it's just he played it so perfectly. It's such an interesting little role. He's it, so good in that movie. He's so good. He's so wonderful. I
4: think Woody Harrelson, but I think Woody was amazing win. too. Because I but think he's like so, you I thought his best part of that movie. It's personally. hard to really. Yeah, it's hard to get behind someone that in that role. But like you really did love him, which it was, was
2: I think, you
3: understood I think Woody him. Harrelson stole most, Ma- uh, Michael Stuhlberg's nomination for Calling Me by Your Name, is what I think. And wow. I love Woody Harrelson in general. Have you seen All the Money in the World? No.
2: Neither, I, as I just said. But
3: I, I, Woody Harrelson, I think is good in Three Billboards, but I, it kind of feels like Woody Harrelson playing Woody Harrelson a little bit. Like I don't. If, I'm
4: if, gonna if, waffle if, and say you convinced me. I agree with you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Moving on. Let's do best actress. Best actress: Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Robbie for I, uh, Tanya, uh, Sersha Jesus Christ, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Um. I am going to. My gut says it's Francis McDormand. So we're
2: going in the same direction here. I, but I, I, I,
3: I could tell. I, but I, I kind of feel like Susha could be a spoiler.
4: I think Francis McDormand is definitely going to win.
2: I think she's definitely
3: going to win was too. A force
4: of but
2: she's I, a could s- force in I could sense where Phil is going with this, and I am going in the same place. So. <laughs>
3: Uh, Uh, I also want to say I caught I think like 20 minutes of Fargo the other night was on I don't know what it was on but it was on TV Um, she's so fucking good in that movie
2: probably makes you you appreciate three billboards even more I'm just like
3: my god she's so fucking good and she's she's also like honestly I kind of want her to win just because I want to see what she says when she gets up there because it's just like she's clearly a bit of a kook
2: she had the best line of all time she says it's all about representation I want to thank my agents, my managers. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah,
3: wait, when she went for I think for it was the screen actors. Oh, okay, sorry,
2: because you know we're talking about representation, yeah. like women and yeah. minorities, and she's talking about her agents and her managers. Well,
3: did you see when she when she won for for Fargo? She gets up there and she struts across the stage, and she's like, "There's just no way to keep composure in a moment." Like she's just like she's just great. Um, and also, by the way, like she loves all the movies that are the thing about her is that you get the impression that she's a person who puts 150% of herself into whatever project she's – I mean, short of Transformers or whatever movie she's – whatever. But like this feels like a project she kind of produced and built and made happen and, you know, I I can't begrudge that.
2: She doesn't do movies like this as often as it seems. It's true, right? Like she does. Doesn't she doesn't do that many movies. She doesn't take the. Yeah, she hasn't had a lead role like this. I think in like four years. It's been a while.
4: So as she took the stage at the Golden Globes, so it felt like she had like somehow transitioned almost into like Meryl Streep. Totally, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
3: yes, yes, yes. She totally, which she will very, do at the Oscars for sure as well. That happens
2: every once in a while with actors yeah. as they get older, where all of a sudden you are like, oh my god, elder statesman. Yeah, yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes yes, 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 yes. Um. <clears throat> so, our, so wait, th- th- you
3: you picked? I am picking Francis and, and Okay uh Actor. This is an interesting one because you got oh, you got. I think it's pretty obvious, but okay.
2: But it's interesting. You got Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, Denzel Washington, Gary Oldman. You can basically cross out. I think you can cross out Denzel. Probably Daniel Kaluuya.
3: DDL. At least. I think you can cross out DDL.
2: Do <laughs> so you think it's I
3: DDL? Think, no. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I don't think he's got a chance. Uh, or Dan Lewis, I would, a,
2: I wouldn't, as as I wouldn't cross would cross out Dan Lewis or Tim Chalamet, but
3: uh, I mean Gary Oldman has this in the bag. I think if someone's going to spoil it, it, it might be Chalamet.
2: I'm going to pick Oldman because I agree with you, but like what a what a weird little run for this movie, you know? Darkest no Hour, yeah, no one really cared about it. Yeah. No one really acknowledged it, and but the, this all, is a career award. There wasn't a great male performance this year. I mean, maybe Timothy Chalamet. But that, uh, no, I
4: think
3: Daniel Kalu was fucking great.
2: Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis or Daniel day Daniel, Daniel Calou Calou was yes. amazing, but
4: Daniel Day-Lewis was unbelievable. Well, I
3: love Phantom Threat.
4: Yeah. I loved Phantom Threat. I think people are judging Daniel Day-Lewis based on previous Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis day day movies. Yeah. But, like, anything he acts
3: in, he's by far the best actor. Well, I, I, listen, I... I loved Phantom Thread, and I think that if I'm being completely honest with myself, it's probably my favorite film of the year. I think that Lady Bird is probably number two, close number two, because I loved both of them. It was actually kind of a great year. I think it actually kind of shaped up in the end to be a pretty. To me, solid this year. was
4: an unbelievable year. Yeah. But what's strange about this year is that there isn't a clear cut best picture.
2: Let's yes. l- let's hold off on that conversation. Yes. Actor, we're saying we're I'll, all. I got Oldman
4: too. Okay. Dan, Diddy-
3: Lewis. Oh, you got you got Dan Lewis really. Swan Song. I mean, if they give it's him... not impossible. Four best Actor awards would be amazing. Mel Catherine Hepburn. Um, I don't think she had Best Actress
2: for four. four? Uh, she has four Oscars. I don't four know if they're Oscars. all Best yeah, Actresses.
3: She has a couple supporting. Um, best Director.
2: Best Director. Now, you got Guillermo, Guill, Guillermo del Toro, Christopher Nolan, Paul Thomas Anderson, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig. I assume our listeners know what movies these people directed.
3: Um... <laughs> All signs point two. Well Guillermo. Yeah.
2: I think it'll be Guillermo, I do. But for I don't sure. think that necessarily means
3: Yeah. I don't I th- I mean listen, statistically speaking, the DGA predicts best director, I think it's over ninety percent of the time or some staggering number like that. So it's a most likely that he's gonna win. Um
2: didn't happen last year. Weird could,
3: things are happening. It didn't happen last year. Who's the dark horse for you? Greta Gerwig. Yeah, that's kind of there's a pattern you're sensing here, which is I feel like Lady Bird could be the movie that spoils a lot of these. But I also just don't know that it has that much love in the guilds. It's really hard to say. So
2: the who do you have for
3: best director? Del Toro. All right. So beautiful film. It's Mm -hmm. a great film. I I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of fat in it
2: but and it might be and there might be a little bit of fatigue because what's happened this season is you've had these movies kind of stick their head up i'm the new favorite then yeah. go down stick yeah. their head up i'm yeah. so t- it, when the nominations came out and, and shape of water
1: yeah.
2: lapped the field right mm-hmm. they had what 13 and the next m- most had seven something yeah. like that it did seem like shape of water was going to win yeah. that's exactly what happened last year la la land right it really seemed like la la land was going to win um and even I last it's year different, well but. last year was it was more di- it was more definite that La La Land was going to win this year yes. as i said to phil when the nominations came out there's yeah. 6 movies and i still think there are at least 5 movies that could win so you Picture? have the movies yeah you have the movies that can't win right you have
3: the post can't win darkest
2: hour can't win phantom thread can't win
3: phantom thread could win no <laughs> Probably. As much as I wish I just don't think
2: it has Phantom Thread probably won't win and Call Me By Your Name probably won't win. Yeah. The other 5 movies could win. Shape of Water could win, Dunkirk could win, Three Bo- Billboards could win, Get Out could win, Lady Bird. I don't think, Dun- Dun- I
3: don't could think win. Dunkirk's
2: in it. I'm I'm looking on IndieWire right yeah. now just for what for, for what it's worth. I'm looking at IndieWire. The front runners they have are Shape of Water, Dunkirk and Three Billboards. So they they've That's crazy. They've graded they they've they've That's graded crazy. it out that way and the contenders are Get Out Lady Bird and then the other four movies that aren't going to win. I,
3: th- and this is going to sound incredibly reductive, so I apologize in advance of what I'm saying. But it does feel like... So, you know, last year we had La La Land. Everybody really loved it. I really loved it when I saw it. I thought it was great. I still think it's a fun movie. I still think it's a movie that makes me feel good. It's I love good. it it's
2: more good. now than I did that. Right.
3: And it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it comes out... The election goes the way that it goes... January comes around and everyone's like, we gotta pick something that's making a statement. Hollywood wakes up and says, like, we gotta make a statement with our pick. And Moonlight wins. Justifiably. Moonlight's a great fucking movie and it should have won, and that's awesome. I wish that it won cleanly, but it won.
2: And I don't think it would have, (laughs) but I
3: I don't. I hope that <laughs> people... Because that was madness, what and you, transpired. You're certainly saying this, but... you think they're going to address
2: that in this year's Academy Award? you are going to make a I'm terrible sure. joke. So uh, many... Do you think
4: so everyone so is so going to make that
3: joke? Oh.
2: So and you're certainly saying this, but I just... Moonlight didn't win no, just know, because I know. of the moment. It One, it, it, also, it had also had to be an incredible movie, but the sure. fact that it was an incredible movie and it spoke to the moment... Yes. I think that's what I'm getting at this year, too.
3: But the question is, what's going to be the movie that they feel coming into the last like couple weeks i was starting to feel like there was a huge push behind three billboards and it felt like it felt like the front runner and it felt like the thing but then online there's been a turn people are not loving it and and i'm starting to sense that it doesn't have the love that it did let's say 2 3 weeks ago shape of water has just been sort of steadily being there which is why it might be the one that wins mm-hmm. but i also think the reason that i say ladybird honestly is I feel like and it's why I think Greta Gerwig's got a better shot than people are giving it credit for I just think that right now this industry rightfully wants to support women it seems and, it, and hopefully that's true and I wonder whether or not that can turn the tide toward the movie I don't know and by the way I think Shape of Water is morally a great movie and it's got great, a great message to it and I, I liked it and I'd be fine with it winning I just don't know that there are people that are really excited about it there are people that are excited about Lady Bird, and there are people that are excited about Get Out. Like that's a movie that people are excited about. That's why I'm just like, just not a hundred percent sure that Shape of Water has it in the bag.
2: So what are you going with for picture? Yeah,
3: <laughs> this is where I say Shape of Water, but I mean kind of yeah. Okay, Shape of Water.
2: I oh I thought the whole time you were going to, you, were, you you were, yeah, you were you were going towards Lady I'm Bird. so
3: I'm, I, I honestly I'm like fifty fifty on it. I I'm going to say
2: Lady it. I think Ladybird's Lady going to win.
3: Um, which would be great I think I Lady would, Bird's going to
2: win because I truly think look I think Get Out's the best movie I think Lady Bird's the second best movie I think they're
3: they're both great movies kind of head
2: and shoulders above the other movies which are also very very, very good movies well I mean but I, love the, thread, I love those two uh, movies more uh, than I will love any of those other movies um, to
4: me the, each of the nominees um, potentially excluding the post could I would be pretty happy to see any of them win you didn't like the post?
2: I uh, no, I didn't like okay, it. Okay. Um, your brothers definitely going to be listening to this podcast.
4: I thought <laughs> the, post, the I thought in the post. Brother hates no, the post. I thought the post went out of its way to attempt to be current in in a way in ways that it didn't need to be like when in terms
3: of making a statement about the current administration.
4: Yes, and the media.
3: I I I, I hear that.
4: Quoting
3: Aristotle
4: when the decision was passed like, praising the value of the free pe-
3: press. That was their actual thing, though. That I happened mean, then? Yeah. Do you like that the was, movie now? That was yes, in the I statement like by the Supreme Court. I mean, the Supreme Court made that statement. I mean, here's, in the
4: newsroom, someone read that out loud like that?
3: I mean... That's, that, that's the leap? The leap is that, that somebody read it out loud? Come on, or, that, or what it was the fact that, that they were
4: reading? It felt were there. like they were celebrating themselves as a free press.
3: Well, Here's my thing about the post, which I think is unfairly being maligned and i don't completely understand why this is really the movie mean. that people decided like <laughs> fuck this movie like it happens every year to some movie but i don't I know why it was like, like, oh, be this convinced. One. i could totally be convinced no, I mean, I, i'm mean i not trying to convince you I'm, I'm merely saying that i saw the post thanksgiving weekend wga before it came out they did a screening of it i went with a couple friends we left that movie and we we're like that's gonna win best picture i know you texted me and i was like this movie's great. It's the best thing Spielberg's done in a decade. It was tight. It was two hours. Sure. He gilded the lily at the end, but he always does. And that's just what it is. And I was like, great. I can tell you right now that I will watch the post 20 or 30 times in my life. If not more, it's a fun movie that moved for me. I love movies about journalism and it just, it just worked for me. So then to see it get just barely get anything by the Academy Awards. I was surprised. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting to me. But I also I also look at these nominees and like, Phantom Thread I will buy and watch a million times over. I'm sure Lady Bird the same. Get Out for sure. Shape of Water for sure. I mean, three billboards. Who knows? Call Me by Your Name is great. Like these are. It's a great list of movies. So it's kind of hard to say like, what the safe bet here even is. Like the safe bet's the Post, this, and they shit all over it.
2: This, but the safe. All right, so there is no safe bet. That's what makes this year really exciting. Yeah, the safe choice. Yeah, weirdly, yeah. is the movie about fish fucking. Weirdly, no, like no, that's I the totally safe. It's it's the, it, that's it's it's that's weird. the movie that you that, that an older and I I don't really buy this idea that the Academy is all old people, but an older, more conservative viewer can say, yes, it's about fish fucking, but also like it does speak to yeah. the kinds of movies that it tries to emulate. It's, so it's these Frank Capraish movies. That, that, it's the only yeah.
4: movie that you won't second guess your vote on in my opinion
3: well here's the question too that we haven't really talked about and we should probably wrap this up soon because people probably only care so much about us talking about the Oscar. there's no but. one listening at this point <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> um, is that the voting the, the the academy itself has changed the complexion and i don't mean that from a skin color although i'm sure to some extent that yeah. has happened the complexion of the academy has changed considerably and i think that they say Your, twenty
2: twenty five percent of the academy has turned over in the last three years
3: so it's it's changed the way that the the way the voting is has changed and I think that that's for the better and I think that that's why we're seeing hopefully better movies getting a better shot and better representation across the board so we're seeing a a a tide changing in these awards so that's why I'm just not so I just don't think that the guilds have as much sway as they used to have. They used to be predictive in ways that they don't think they are anymore. Uh, You know, the DGA. Who won the DGA last year? I think it was La La Land. Yeah, but he did win Best Director.
2: Are you? Yeah, but it used to be that it was predictive of Best Picture, Best Director. DGA. Yes, they've been splitting a lot lately. Yeah, they have,
3: which I think is a good thing. I just I think movies sweeping a whole bunch of categories is foolish, but. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. We could, we could, you know, watch this. Uh, when is it? March seventh, something like that. It's March fourth, fourth, uh, and and you know, it could it could go to like a bunch of you know.
2: All right. Predicted things. Let's talk quickly about what we're doing next week. Next week, you we're mean? talking about one of the great snubs in the history of the Razzies. <laughs> um,
3: we have a guest too. We do. We have a guest.
2: So we have a uh, Hunter Covington, Hunter a Covington. great television writer, recently of Carmichael Show.
3: Indeed. Uh, well, alone, alone together. together. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the funniest people I know. Hilariously
2: funny guy yeah. doing a movie that I've never seen. I don't know if it's good. I don't I know haven't if it's bad.
3: It I All watched I know the trailer is, the other night, though. Was, was it a good like, trailer? You should watch the trailer.
2: All I know is it stars an Academy Award winner. It does. Um, and, Teddy, do you care to guess? That's not enough. So here it is. It's a 1999 movie. It stars an Academy we Award winner. We can give you winner.
3: both the stars and you still wouldn't guess.
2: I, I think it stars an Academy Award winner and a, a another actor is very hot at the time. But I don't want to give you too much away. Um, it uh, it was a, a Razzie snub, no doubt. That's not,
3: he's not going to guess. It a, from that. takes
2: it takes place in an ice
3: cream truck. You got this, man. <clears throat> you don't got this.
2: It has a punny title, but it's not that punny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is. Can you. So let's. Can I tell you who the two leads are? Sure. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Skeet Ulrich. Oh my god. I have
4: no idea. I'm never going to get this. Show Factor? No yeah. memory of yeah. that movie.
3: No. We'll show you the trailer when we're off mic because it's <laughs> something. But here's what I'm going to say about this movie, which I think is interesting. The director of this movie only directed one movie ever and it was this movie That is
2: interesting. Uh, sometimes you just get one shot. Let this be a that- lesson to all you buddy filmmakers. <laughs> Don't make chill factor or maybe do. I've never seen it it might be amazing. We can't
3: wait to do it next week. Oh, uh, he only week. made one movie because he unfortunately died. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he didn't die like that close to the movie, but close enough. Hey, that is that a shame, obviously. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so we're coming back next factor, week. We're coming back next career. week with Chill Factor. factor it's f- gonna be great. With with, with Hunter. Hunter very
2: to- excited to see him. Teddy, do you wanna plug your Twitter pro your Twitter name presence? No, he's not gonna I'm do it. I'm off him. social media.
4: he's I'm not what? even gonna promote this episode.
2: That's
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a- why not?
2: Um shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: at Nivart. You are on You're, Twitter
3: you barely have a fucking that's
2: media right presence. I do barely uh, but I'm big on Reddit <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: you can follow me P.M. Iscov I'm on Twitter same handle on uh, Instagram uh, and uh, yeah, we've 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 had a nice resurgence of, or not resurgence. We've had a nice surgeons surgence of uh, of listeners. So keep it up. Talk to your friends. Tell us, tell them to listen to this. It's a
2: yeah. Rate review. Subscribe. Yeah, Teddy,
4: thank you for podcast.
3: coming on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I'm really impressed by you guys.
4: <laughs>
2: Later.